Hey folks, Captain Kevin Faber here from Whalen Bay Marine, and I want to tell you all about a line of boats they are carrying. Whalen Bay now carries tractor boats, nitro performance fishing boats, sun tractor pontoon boats, Tahoe boats, and we all know the last one, Mako. So now, no matter what your boat needs are, Whalen Bay has you covered. You have your choice of the number one aluminum boat, family boats, performance fishing boats, or just straight up fishing machine in the new Mako boats. Does it get any better? Also, I can promise you, when you buy your new boat, all of the folks at Whalen Bay will make sure your boat is rigged correctly and in a timely manner. And you can do all this at Whalen Bay Marine. It's St. Augustine, located at 845 State Road 207. Or give them a call at 904-217-3778. Whalen Bay Marine, your authorized tracker boat, Nitro, Sun Tracker, Tahoe, and Mako boats dealer. And remember, every day is a boat show at Whalen Bay Marine. And welcome to the Nimnik Outdoor Show. Jeff Logaman in studio with Captain Kirk Waltz and favorite. Morning. morning. Morning, Kirk. Chris in, obviously, behind the boards. Morning, Chris. Yo. And uh, Favor has the day off. I think he's going to be checking in at some point. <laughs> our, special, our special guest in studio. Okay, he's been in here for like three minutes and already broke the he's microphone. He's already broken the microphone. I mean, <laughs> good Lord, Paul. Wow. Mr. Paul Dozier, we'll, we'll get him talking here in a second whenever we get this microphone fixed. We, uh, <laughs> there's a, you know, the microphones here in studio, they, they have like a threaded system and Paul somehow untwisted it. And the microphone literally falls off into a, nearly his lap, one for the court. Down, and <laughs> it wasn't threaded. I, it, it's a threaded You pulled system. it off is it's what wampus. you did, Paul. Luckily, you pulled Kirk, it off. Luckily, Kirk is here to save the day as usual. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have my, my uh, earphones plugged in, so I'm sitting here listening to dead air thinking, okay, Something I can wrong, to start. Man. Something's not going on. <laughs> they don't want me to yeah. talk. So Kirk saved me then, and then I broke the microphone. <laughs> you know you're giving too much fuel to Chris over there in the, in the booth, man. Don't tell Frangie. Gonna nope. be a long three hours. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, we uh, we we got to give a special thanks out to Chef Gordon. Oh my gosh, unbelievable! Over, Outdone himself over and above the Call of Duty. He has supplied us with a with a I mean just an entire bag full of grub this morning. Golly, man! And, he must get up at three o'clock in the morning. For well, all this food. The menu today for those that would like to know here in the outdoor show studios consists <laughs> those of, who'd like to be jealous. Uh, that's right. Chicken fried steak. Good Lord. Nice. Gravy. Nice. Fried eggs. Nice. Hash browns. Yum. A bag of butter. Oh, yummy. Is that because what that is? I wonder what that is. Just give me that. It was, I just cubes that. of cheese or The something. bag of butter is, gotta, is required because we have a fresh, a fresh baked loaf of bread. I saw that. I wonder what that what was. What the what? Unreal. 
Yeah. Does it get any better than that? See, uh, okay, so I'm totally not allowed to be eating bread, and I'm totally going to cheat. You got to try. I have to. You got to try. have a bite. I mean, Especially when you got a bag of butter. Uh, if we, if we ate agree. all that, I'd be looking for a couch. I'd oh, be yeah. lo- going back to one of these offices back here and going, where's the couch back here in the booth? Be making a double cup uh, pots of coffee here. <sighs> Something. Through the three hours of this show. Espresso. <laughs> Good gosh. Uh, anyway, we're, uh, we're very happy to say that we will uh, – we might be eating through a few few segments, and hopefully people don't mind a little bit of chewing a on the air. munching on the air. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's high-quality radio. Hey, uh, December, have you got your Christmas shopping done? We're done. <laughs> no. We no. are totally done. Paul, you? Uh, pretty much. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, you just helped me out a little bit today. Yeah. I got, you know, I, I needed a stocking stuffer for myself. There you go. Paul came in and I don't uh, think it works that way. I think it well happy Christmas to me. I yep. kinda had logging as a re gifter there, you know. Yeah, I'm not gonna re gift this now. Uh we got uh, Yeti old school kingfish shootout uh Yeti mugs and these are the ones that are perfect size. I think they're the thirty two ounce. Thirty ounce, thirty ounce. Yeah, thirty ounce ones. The big gulp. And uh thank you very much. Uh, I'm a Yeti guy. I mean They're great. My whole I got Five of them at the house, and I use use them all the time. Do, do you still got the one I got you for your coffee with oh, yeah. the hot shot lid? Mm-hmm. I can't believe you don't have it. You got your mug. I got my. You're mug. a little old school when it comes to that. Well, I was in a kind of a dash. I had to walk the dog this morning, and then let her back in the house and feed her and all that crap. And the next thing I know, I look at the time. I go, I mean, I got to get the heck out of here. Uh, now so I'm just, a Yeti guy through and through. Paul, do you know the guys at Yeti? Uh, they sponsor our tournament. I was going to say so, that you got some uh, kind of connection. Yeah, there. yeah, I. I I mean, I don't know the guys, but I know the marketing guy quite well, and he's been very good to us over the years. And, uh, yeah, Yeti's uh, a good sponsor of both of our tournaments, and we give away uh, every captain in the Wahoo tournament gets a Yeti bucket, which uh, used to be the first year we did it. It was a huge deal. Now they expect it. If we ever go away from it, we're going to look like a bunch of cheapos. But $40 bucket to enter the Wahoo shootout is a good start. So, uh, Isn't it amazing what, what Yeti has done to essentially – to start out as a cooler company and to go from where they started oh, and essentially reinventing the cooler and to now that it's it's a brand. And right. if that brand and that logo is on something, it would sell. Yeah, that's right. And if you, if you look at that cup, that Yeti cup, if I gave you a cup that was a knockoff Yeti, in the back of your mind, you think, "How oh, that cheapo?" I mean, it's not a Yeti. It's not a Yeti. That's what everybody. <laughs> I, 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 it, well, it, and it, it, it kind of in their defense too, the stuff really does work well. It does work. I mean, I've got different types of coolers for the boat, and I'm, I'm sorry, but that Yeti cooler, you put ice in that thing. Guess what? Days. It stays in. It there. works. It does work. It works. Now, an angle is it a good cooler? It's a good cooler. Very good cooler. But. They have good product, and they continue to redesign. I mean, I know well, there's the a lot day, of knockoffs now. Well, there, I went in the other day into in one of the Ace Hardwares, and they have a Yeti display, right, with all the different cups and stuff, The coffee, like the coffee cup you got mm-hmm. and one we got from you, Paul. And Now they've got this thing that you stick your beer in there, and it there's a little lid that Like your over. beer can? Yeah, you put your beer can. You can okay. get a tall boy or a, your 12-ounce. I haven't you, seen this. Okay, I'm interested. Yeah, and you snap stocking your stocking stuffer. You snap alert. your you snap your lid back on there, 
And it keeps your can cold in the can. How do you drink it? With, with the, if the, the thing that snaps over the top, can you drink through that, or you have yeah, to pop it off? Yeah, it's got a little pop hole there for it, and you can just drink out of it like you so would just, your beer. You, you unscrew, you unscrew the top. You put your can in there. You screw the top back on. The very top of the beer can is exposed. It's exposed. Yeah, and it's like a collar that screws on a plastic ah, collar. Exactly. And yeah, we went to Costa Rica a few years back and I bought that those for the whole when they first came out and it's 150 degrees in Costa Rica. And so if you put your beer down, it's hot in seconds. Yep. And with those, it worked well. The only problem with those on a boat is if you put them down and they fall off, they might ding your boat because they're heavy okay. and they're stainless steel. But, you know, they work. All right. So that's kind of the theme of today's show is that as we approach Christmas, we need gift ideas, stocking stuffers, stocking stuffers, and gift ideas. Yeah, and there's I'm not, some I'm good not ones talking like you know the, the crazy expensive gifts because you know what if if I had my way, at the top of my list would probably be right a four wheel air conditioned cabbed John Deere tractor. I mean, but you know it's come on GPS. And, let, and, I mean, and let's not get crazy. CD player and serious yeah. XM. But I'm talking about the the stocking oh, stuffer cool. Easy gift ideas, and and we have a gear tip this week that's kind of going to get that started at eight o'clock, and then we're open for suggestions to people. Nine zero four six four one ten ten right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show because everybody always wants to try to find the perfect gift. Well, for the outdoorsman, for like for you, for instance, if I was going to buy you a gift for Christmas, mm-hmm. I, I and I'm not talking no gift cards, you can't do that. See, and it's like my son, he goes, Dad. He said, don't give me anything. And I go, why? He goes, if I want it, I'm going to go out and buy it. Very true. true. And I said, what do you get for a person like that is my point. Mm -hmm. But there are items. There are items. I mean, my wife found one a couple years ago when she bought me that heated vest. And I was like, that is money. Battery powered heated vest. vest. (laughs) And I'm telling you what, it works like a champ. It is unbelievable. It's it's black. It's got the... uh, what do you call it? The quilted kind of look to it. And you, it's got a little battery battery pack. It's about half the size of, of my iPhone. Mm-hmm. And you charge it in 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 the house. doesn't take maybe a couple hours to you start st- to pack up. You still got it? I still got it. Still use it? Use it all the time. Okay. And when I go fishing, I mean, that's the first thing in my mind is going, where's my vest? When it's cold outside, I'm like, where's that vest? And you mash that button on that. It's got three settings, a high, a medium, and a low. When you hit the high... It will cook you. If you if you had and it works for hours, Paul. If you had one thing on your boat, gadget item, stocking stuffer, what what would you say? Because because I mean everybody has something, and and on a boat you could probably find a million things. Yeah, like that uh, when when we were at the ICAST show, me and Tara and, and the folks from Hagen, mm-hmm. that boat tool that Hagen carries now, right is one of the great little stocking stuffer gift ideas, which is it's called the boat tool. It, it fits the hatch lids. It opens a fuel tank lid. It does your scupper thing, your scupper inspection holes. Mm-hmm. It does all of that. Your drain plug, it's got a wrench for that. I mean, that's, that's like that's multi, perfect. perfect. It's like a multi-tool. Yes, it's like a multi-tool for a boat. What do you remember those stores in the mall, Sharper Image? Mm-hmm. I mean, I would go in that store and go, there's nothing I need. And then you walk in and you go, wow, that is a really cool gadget. Kirk, Kirk's going way back now. Well. Re- Regency. Yeah. 
Yeah, back, I mean, going, you, back when you, you used to go to the malls. I mean, nowadays, does anybody even go to the mall anymore? I mean, still big not malls. the mall. I mean, mall. you go to Tampa, you go to, you know, like the Millennium Mall in Orlando or one of the big giant malls. They still have those stores in there. And I'm always amazed when you go in and you look at the gadgets. And if you can find a gadget that's like you've never seen or gadgets heard of. Gadgets are cool, man. They are. It's like you're talking about that multi-tool. You know, what? When, when I was a kid, because, I mean, back in the, in the 70s and the 80s, when you used to go to the mall, quote, unquote, the mall, it was a big deal. Right. Okay. Heck yeah, man. Okay, nowadays it's a little, it's not so much of a big deal. Yeah. Or as much of a big deal because of online shopping. Okay. Right. Amazons and Ebays and uh, all those type of places have kind of changed it a little bit. And the, and the big town centers now. Exactly. Outdoor town centers. But when, when I was growing up as a kid, the place you're talking about, Sharp Image, and you get to see all the gadgets, that was one of the coolest things to be able to go into. Agreed. But what was the greatest place that you used to go to in the mall when you were younger? Oh, the arcade. Okay, arcade, totally, totally. Okay, food court's always good. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that was the first thing in your mind, like, <laughs> foodie. what are we going to eat after we walk around for an hour exactly. shopping, which I hate to shop. I, so see if, store, you go in there and check out, get yourself a gator shirt or or pair of new, okay. new. I mean, when when I was a kid, the Nike Air Jordans were cool, and you dreamed of getting those things because they were- Oh, the Foot Locker was yeah, king. Foot Locker was cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and your my your mom would say, "There's no way I'm spending eighty nine dollars on a pair of shoes." But well, mom, but now we spend eighty nine dollars on a pair of flip flops. You know? <laughs> I know. And right, how about did you guys have Spencer's? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, oh that's, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Spencer's gifts. That yeah. was the one that you always had to go to. Yeah. That's it was. the one was. that had Farrah Fawcett. Yes, posters. posters. Oh yeah, the bikini or the uh, swimsuit picture. It had yeah. blacklight posters, mm-hmm. and you were young too. Oh, you go in there the and you go, oh look at this, a fart, lava lamp, a, a fart machine. Yes, amen. <laughs> yeah, I, that's where I got Wasn't the. It? That's where I got the. I love to fart cookbook. <laughs> No joke. Chris, wasn't there a no video joke. that uh, – who was that guy that did um, uh, Airplane? Um, the, the comedian. Leslie. Uh, yeah. Leslie, Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. And yeah. he got one of those and went and played golf with the Sheik of Saudi Arabia. And when the Sheik would bend over, he'd roll that thing over and <laughs> rip one. And it was – the video was hilarious to see the, the countenance of this guy that, that was in royalty – and smirk kind of going, what was that? And he'd go, I don't know. I, don't, I didn't hear a thing. And he'd bend over and rip one. It was great. But, but I mean, that's, that's, that's typical. But that's one of – A this, gadget. This time of year, you're always looking for gift ideas yeah. for the outdoorsman and something that's very unique and that maybe that person wouldn't even think of. Yeah. Yeah. That's Be- the thing. Because there's always somebody that comes up with a great little idea. Well, and like I, the boat tool, like Yeti and the, and the and these things that they make, and you go like this hot shot lid on a Yeti thing, you know, yeah. that, which is like the ultimate coffee mug for me. Oh yeah, who would have thought of doing something like that years ago? I mean, you sit there and you go, "Dadgummit, man! I wish I had that idea." And you well, there's always that one person too that you hang around with or you associate with that always finds these gadgets. You ever, you know that you yeah. know that guy. Like Steve Mullen, I love him. He's, he's a always, gadget guy? Steve's a gadget guy, and he always comes up to me and goes, hey, check this. And I go, that is really cool. Where'd you get that? I bet you he ain't got what we're doing for the LV Hires Inc. Gear Tip of the Week this week. I don't know. I never know. You saw that one, right? This thing's pretty cool. It is cool. Yeah. And it's a must-have. 
It's just like the boater's tool. Yeah. This LV Hires Inc. Gear Tip of the Week is something that every listener, mm-hmm. regardless of whether they hunt or fish, should have. Should have. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And it is handy. In other, wor- in other words, also, it will never leave you. You will always have it with you. And it's very affordable, Chris. At what twenty nine ninety five? Yeah, I think so. Somewhere in that little mm-hmm. ballpark. Well, it's one of those range. things that you can give your kids they a put, tease. They can throw it that. in their glove yeah, box. What a mm-hmm. tease! I was going to say, my gosh, it's I a can't tease. wait. It's a tease. It is. It's All right, tease. when we come back, we're going to do a weather and a tides and a tease. Okay, because next week on Saturday we are going to be at Hagen Ace in Mandarin, and we will be broadcasting from right out front of the of the of the store store, mm-hmm. and. There is so many giveaways that I have a list, literally printed out, and I've got to wear my cheater glasses to read it all because it's that thick. It's going to take a whole segment to go over And it's in small it. print. It's, it's in, in small very, print because that's what it's print. required to fit on the page. It looks like the directions off a box of Seriously. how to put a deer stand together. I'm, ser- I'm, te- I'm telling you, that's, it's exactly, or the disclaimer, it's exactly what it looks like because the list part has a grown. Goes to part C. And we shall tell you how you can win and exactly what you can win right after this, right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Jeff Lagerman sitting here with Captain Kirk Waltz and special guest in studio, Mr. Paul Dozier. Old school kingfish shootout. Is that what you call it, the official name? That's, that's, that's it. I want to make sure I got it right. And then, of course, the, the Wahoo shootout. Northeast Florida Wahoo shootout. Yes, and sir. that's coming up when? Um, the, our kickoff party is January 29th which is the last Saturday of January every year. And the uh, fishing begins the first Saturday of February and runs through the last Sunday of March. So uh, in the old school, uh, year after year, we're going to target the second week of June. So everybody can always remember that when they're planning their family vacations, the second week of June will be the uh, old school Kingfish shootout. And uh, and we're going to talk a lot about the about these tournaments and also the fishing, how it relates to uh, to Wahoo and et cetera here. And we were talking a little bit about it before we go on the air. But first, I want to we need to knock out a weather forecast brought to you by the Bearded Pig, the finest barbecue in Jacksonville. Period. It's not even a question mark. If you want to get yesterday, did you go? Oh yeah, me and Brad went over there and had lunch yesterday. You and who? Brad Smith. Okay. What'd you have? I had the fatty brisket. And the beans. That brisket. And then we split some jalapeno poppers. Those those are just dynamite. I don't know how they get the brisket so good every time. Juicy. That's what I like about it. It's I mean, just tender. Paul, you're a cook, right? Juicy. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I'm about a uh, – I mean, I, I do a decent job on briskets, and I'd say I'm about a 60, 40 – you know, 60% of the time it's really good, and 40% of the time it's just okay. Exactly. And, and these places like the Bearded Pig. They I mean, don't miss they, it. They don't, they don't miss them. They don't. <laughs> they don't. I don't know how they do that, but anyway, it's just that brisket is like the the epitome of if you can do b- brisket consistent, you're the man. I agree. And the Bearded Pig, they're the man. They're the best. Anyway, here's the weather. High pressure will extend across South Florida through today as a cold front moves east across the Gulf Coast states through tonight. 
and early Sunday morning. High pressure will strengthen north of the region early next week as a coastal trough develops offshore of the Atlantic coast. Onshore flow will increase late Sunday into Monday, then weekend midweek as the surface high shifts farther south and builds offshore of the Carolinas. What does that mean for us? For today, south winds 5 to 10, increasing to 10 to 15. Late in the afternoon, seas 2 to 3. Tomorrow, north winds 10 to 15 knots, 3 to 4 feet with a period of 10 seconds. And Monday, northeast winds 10 to 15 knots, these 3 to 4 feet. Tuesday, northeast winds 10 to 15 knots. And then Wednesday, northeast winds 10 knots. And remember, this forecast is for... Uh, our northeast Florida waters and goes out to about 60 nautical miles. Now, here's the other thing, too, people need to pay special attention to. The National Weather Service has issued a special weather statement. There is a dense fog advisory for the morning. I know when I left the beach. Brutal. It was socked in all the way out. I mean, even when I hit Southside Boulevard coming in here, it's thick. Um, talked to Jeremy Alvarez a little while ago um, in the parking lot as I was coming in the studio, and he said Mayport is socked in that he can't even see the other side of the river. So yeah, be very careful in these kind of conditions, folks. Even driving. Drive, driving. Driving in. I drove in from Fleming, and it was really bad. Yeah. Really was, bad. It was not good. I mean, and some so of our guys are up at, the, up at the camp hunting, and I just, I've got a dense fog advisory for, even for Fargo. Clinch County. Yeah, I mean, it's just yeah. it's socked in up there. And uh, there's a – have you guys seen or heard what kind of been happening with this frontal system that's pushing in? It is kicking butt. They, I guess, in Tennessee, they had some tornadoes spin off and everything recently, and some people got killed. And But there is a line of storms that essentially go from Toronto all the way down to Houston, Texas. Yeah. And it's one of them – one of them line of storms that's real thin – and which usually the real thin ones are the ones a lot that, of wind. they got a lot of wind and, and a lot of potential for the tornadoes spinning off of them. So uh, crazy stuff. So, uh, and I, I, I don't know. Did you guys hear my, my dad? I talked to my dad this week and he's in Texas. Right. They got to 90 degrees. Yeah. That's within crazy. the last couple of days. Well, it's That's crazy. 82 here today. Yeah. It's supposed yeah. to be like 82 here. It was warm here yesterday. I mean, it's, I mean, I went up, me? the, up to the hunt camp. And I know we need to do the tides here. We will. We'll get to it in just a second. Went to the hunt camp on Thursday, and it was cool in the morning. But by 2 o'clock in the afternoon, it wasn't cool anymore. Hmm. You know, it was it was hot. Yeah, it was warm. A little warm. Buggy. Mosquitoes were out. Mm. The big old mosquitoes, which I hate. Yeah, the big old tiger we, mosquitoes. Tiger mosquitoes. Nasty things. Yeah. All right, let's do a, a tide report brought to you by Angie Subs. The finest sub shop in Jacksonville, period. If you haven't been there lately, oh, man, get you some French fries. And and I will tell, I will say say that if I did not get French fries, they have those voodoo chips. They're great. That's my favorite chip. You like voodoo chips, Paul? You ever had them? I'm not sure I've ever had voodoo chips. What's a voodoo chip? It's, a, it's a potato chip made by this company, and they have, I bet they have, what, 30 different varieties? I mean, from oil and vinegar oh, okay. to sea salt. They've got barbecue, they've got chili, they got volcano hot, they got plain, they got what is it, the the Yeah, but uh, what's what's the sour one cream and chives. It's just crazy. What's the one that has it's like a uh like a I guess you could say a vinegary kind of flavor. 
You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think that's the what is it? They got it's called the dill pickle. The is New it? Orleans kettle cooked yeah. voodoo chips. They're all kettle cooked, I think. They're all yeah, but the New Orleans style kettle the New Orleans kettle style voodoo chips. Just the, I mean, those things are money. I like their barbecue. Anyway, they're good. Angie Subs, by far the best sub shop in Jacksonville. Best French fries and and French fries are truly an art form. Some people, I don't know how they can eat them if they're soggy or if they're Nasty. undercooked. And not me. And that's the beauty of Angie's. They're cooked perfectly every time. Today's tide at Mayport, Bar Pilot Dock, 8.15 a.m. is your low tide. That's a .59. At 2.46 p.m. is your high tide. And that is going to be a 4.54. 8.48 p.m. is the low tide once again. That's your tide support brought to you each and every week by Angie Subs. All right, let's go to phone lines and get a call in here before we take a break. Let's bring up Sandy this morning. Morning, Sandy. Morning, sir. Hello. Hey, you got me? Yeah, we yeah. got you. Hey, just good morning. Good morning. Oh, I love this weather. Why? <laughs> because I've been sitting in a deer blind for since 530 this morning, and guess what happened at legal shooting light? What? There must be five damn duck hunters a hundred yards away from me letting loose. Probably shot two boxes of shit. Good shell. for them. I could have swore. <laughs> well, good for them. <laughs> yeah, good well, they got they, they had some luck. That's good, right? Sounds like you're in the wrong spot. I don't know. <laughs> That's what it sounds well, like you're, to me. You're duck hunting too, right? No, I'm He's in a deer, deer blind. Hunting. He's sitting in a deer blind. He said. <laughs> I could have swore. You I picked poorly. Flash. You've chosen unwisely. <laughs> uh, I finally had to get to the car and move down the road about 200 yards and sitting there thinking about, oh, love this fog. Yeah, it's pretty thick. You won't see anything in that fog unless it comes right up on oh, top of you. I had a hoot yesterday. Went in there, had to put some corn, check some cameras yesterday afternoon, walked a, I don't know, good two miles come out and I was so hot I took my camo shirt off because I had a t-shirt under it and I said damn it's still hot I said I'm gonna take these blue jeans off I pulled my camo down and figured I didn't have my blue jeans on thanks for that image Sandy I, I know it ain't it pretty mm. <laughs> yeah that's Great. called TMI yeah alright well I'm gonna take next Saturday <laughs> off and me and everybody's coming to see that outdoor show well, good. We hope well, uh, make sure you. We hope you, you make it there early because they've they've got uh, all kinds of things and the giveaway start right at uh, that seven o'clock. So yeah, and we'll keep see your you camo there. on. You'll have Thank you, Sandy. Bunch yeah, of Christmas deals. Hey, what Bring time your do you think that line starts? Though? Oh, I don't know. Three a.m. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, what line for what to get in the store? Yeah, I don't know. It's been the yeah. first two hundred. I. Yeah. You should probably not sure, Sandy. Sandy, you should probably get there around three. <laughs> I love you, Chris. <laughs> I know you do. We'll see you next Saturday, Sandy. All right, buddy. By the time to arrive, I don't know. I'd be there right around 7 o'clock or a little bit before. Yeah. yeah. And then you All can right. be first. They're we'll going to open up the store early. at 7. All right. All right. See you. All right. See you. All right. Let's take a break. We come back. We'll give everybody the list of what the giveaways are and, uh, and give them the information about what's going to be happening next Saturday at Hagen Ace Hardware Store in Mandarin and also Hagen Coastal Outfitters in the Mandarin store. We're going to be broadcasting live from there. There's all going to be all kinds of giveaways, all kinds of good food, and we'll let you know exactly what the list is right after this 
here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Outdoor Show. Nimnik Chevrolet, 1550 Cassett Avenue. You always get a best price guarantee at Nimnik Chevrolet. Next week, we're going to take the Nimnik Outdoor Show to Hagen Ace Hardware Store in Mandarin. Going on the road, baby. On the road, man. And also, it's the home of Hagen Coastal Outfitters. We're going to be broadcasting live from right out in front of the store. They're going to have an area blocked off where you can bring your lawn chair and, and come and hang out with us. And then when you get there... Put your name in a bucket. Everybody gets the opportunity to put their name on one piece of paper, put it in a bucket, and then go into the store, and you make a purchase in the store. And then with every uh, with your first purchase, there's a limited opportunity for about 200, 250 people that they have buckets full of swag. I'll use the quotes there, air quotes, swag. Yeah. And it's all kinds of freebies in the bucket. And all you have to do is go and buy something in the store. And then you get a free bucket, and then the bucket has swag. Some goodies like koozies and hats and I mean, good deal. all kinds of different things that could be in there. Free is good. And then after you make that purchase, then you come back outside and listen because in the commercial breaks, which our commercial breaks happen essentially at the quarter hour mm-hmm. mark. So that's mm-hmm. 7.15, Most 7.30. Of the time. Yeah, unless you guys talk to me. Yeah, unless we get full of air. Exactly. Yeah. 8 o'clock, 8.15, 8.30, et cetera, et cetera. Hot so, air. Here, uh, here during uh, there, and there's more than just this, but this is just a, a quick summary. At seven fifteen, we're going to be giving away twelve rod and reel combos. How nice is that? At seven thirty, we're going to do a bull bay rod and then rainbow sandals and Olokai sandals. Mm, those are nice ones. And it's not like you're going to get a size six if you wear a size twelve. You're going to get a free pair if it fits you. Which okay? you need, right? Yeah, exactly. Just want to make sure people are squared away on it. Bahio sunglasses. Okay, they're going to get a gift card for that. And then also, free fly outdoor gear and shirts mm. at the 8 o'clock break, uh, break St. Croix rod and a bog bag. The bog bag is what I was telling you guys about last week. The chicks love it. Mm. Okay, there's like a beach bag. It's kind of like a... Uh, but it's a cooler bag. No, it's not a cooler bag. No, so here's... Okay, here's what I thought Help of when, I, when I looked it. at them. Yeah, so it's like if a beach bag... And a Crocs sandal uh, got together and made whoopee. The baby that would come out would be one of these bags. That's a, exactly. That's, that's probably the perfect crazy analogy. But I see it now in my head. Okay. <laughs> oh, then at uh, eight fifteen, it's going to be a Maui Gym gift kit, which is a sunglass gift kit worth seven four hundred seventy five dollars. Yeah. At eight thirty, a Dawa uh, reel and rod, and then reef sandals. Dawa. Yeah. At did I, did I say it right? Yeah, you messed that up. It was a little off. <laughs> a little off. <laughs> At 8.45, Oakley sunglasses and then a steel electric blower worth $200. Those are nice. Mm-hmm. Wow. At 9 o'clock, Smith Optic sunglasses and then a six-mile fishing company has donated a four-hour inshore fishing charter. That's new. Okay, that wasn't talked about last week. Interesting. At 9.15, a Big Green Egg Mini Max is going to be given away. That's That's a hell of a deal. That's pretty good. And then some Mang gear, M-A-N-G. Mang gear. It's it's, it's apparel company, 
Amen. That these two guys started, and with, when you buy their stuff, they essentially plant mangroves you want for to each meet purchase. My little friend. So it's a cool thing. It's kind of like a little conservation slash uh, great way to kind of bring some publicity to replanting the mangroves. I apologize. That's okay. I got carried away. At 9.30, a drift floating dock. So you can have like a party dock for the beach, yeah. lake, river. Yeah, that, that's the one that, that, that the sea dews that they pull made. Up to, yeah, yeah, pull up exactly. to. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen that. That's nice. And then at 9.45, a Crescent CK1 dark green kayak. Oh, and that's, that's just a heck of a deal. that's just some of them, and then they're having all kinds of freebies given away. And Metro Diner is supplying breakfast for free, biscuits and gravy, and just a little tip here. That'll be good. Bring your own lawn chair, bring your own coffee mug, and get there early. Yeah, bring your wallet because you're going to need to get in on some of those deals they're going to have in the well, store. Well, they have a holiday sale in the store already. Oh yeah, there's going to be like stuff twenty percent off and. Two for one. And come and hang out, and and hopefully you win something. And and again, that's not that's just part of the list of what we're talking about going to be given away. They're having all kinds of freebies. They're just going to be handed out. Well, and the other thing is, if you've never been in one of these stores, it's not your mom and pop hot hardware store. No, right? and you and the best part too is that you can do some Christmas shopping. Paul, you shop big the, time. The yeah. Mandarin Hagen Ace. I, I, I buy charcoal there all the time, and I bought my my one of my green eggs from there. And uh, yeah, they have they have all kinds of grill accessories, gas grills, green eggs. Traders. I love I love the the apparel section. Be- oh yeah, because the 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 hook yeah. apparel and the free fo- free fly apparel that they carry that mm-hmm. stuff is awesome. I mean, it's like super comfortable, and they actually make it in my size, which is kind of rare. So, I mean, I, I love that place. So, anyway, join us next Saturday and uh, come on out, bring a long chair and bring your coffee and bring some appetite and bring some luck. Yeah. And maybe you win something. You know? Maybe. Can't, can't get it from the couch. Maybe. I just checked the weather for you, and the high next Saturday is 79 degrees, so it won't be freezing oh, cold either. Nice. I remember one no, year we, you guys did that. We were freezing our tails off. Yeah, we had uh, the heaters. Cold. Yeah. It was, it was real cold. Yeah, so we had well, a little heater by our feet. It's kind of it's kind of the weather has been has been odd to the point where what's the water temp right now? Sixty five, and it was lower than that. Sixty two. Okay, so 62. it's warming. Okay, and then this weather that we're getting going to have today is going to warm up. What does that do to the fishing inshore? I think it makes it fickle. I really do. I think that you need stable. We need cooler water. I think the sheephead love it. The sheephead fishing's been kind of up and down and up and down, and I, I I would prefer that it cool off just a little bit more and start to stay that way. What's the optimum water temp you think for sheep's head? Sixty two. Sixty two. Sixty two. I think they really dig that temperature. That being said, though, I mean the the up and down is causing a lot of the fish that are in the shallows to continue continue to feed pretty heartily. I mean, I look at the different guys that are going up, you know, Buzz and Ron Schur and the guys that are going shallow back up in the creeks, you know, Larry Minyard, those boys, you know, Leon that are going real, real shallow are having still a lot of success. And when that water temperature starts to really drive down, those rat reds will school up for a while and all of a sudden it'll just like be somebody hit a switch and it'll just go, fishing will go, it'll be really off. When the water cool. When it gets real cold, yeah. yeah. Like Paul was talking 
it's been probably what three years, four years since we've had temperatures in the you know low fifties, mid fifties. Yeah, it's it's crazy. The the a friend of mine said the rat red fishing's epic. By the way, uh, it's in, outstanding. In St. Augustine, like every oyster bar is loaded in with rat reds, which is great for kids. I mean, there, there's nothing better than throwing a shrimp yeah. out there and catching them. Oh, they're a blast to catch. A rat red for for my seven year old son particularly. Um, but yeah, this weather pattern we've had. A couple things. It's, it hasn't gotten cold. We had a couple cold mornings, but overall, no cold. And yeah. oh, by the way, the weather has been calmer. The ocean has been calmer this December than it was in June, I think. Shoot, I mean, yeah. It, 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 it's it unbelievable been how flat it's beautiful. been literally in the last two weeks. The ocean has been beautiful. It is. I mean, I saw some video of a friend of mine that caught some wahoo the other day, and it literally looked like a lake. It was that calm. And, uh, you know, Unfortunately, I I think that we need winter. I think that we need a hard winter. We need a northwester. We need uh you know we we need it to freeze. Need and, it stirred up. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I think it's critical. Yeah. I mean, the sea bass should start to move in thicker, but they're not because the water's not cold and we haven't had that big northeast push. We had one. Yeah. When I got back from Pennsylvania, what was that the first week in November we had that That was a hell of a blow. Yeah. That was a hell of a nor'easter. Yeah. We actually needed that. And I think he's right. I think we need another one. And I hate to say that because, you know, people are enjoying the weather. And it's been epic. I mean, think about these days we've had. No wind. Beautiful. You know, no humidity. 50s, high 50s in the morning and low 70s during the day or high 60s. It's like being in Hawaii, you know. But, uh, you know, we need to go through that cyclical uh, weather in order to to me, to inspire the fishery a little Seems bit. Seems like the cold fronts just aren't making it here like they used to. I mean, I, I, I'm sure it's going to happen, of course, but, you know, it just seems like, uh, you know, we used to get a cold front once a week, you know, once a week. It would come through on a – it came through on Tuesday. It would be like you get one this Tuesday, the next Tuesday, and it would clock around, the wind would clock around. If you look at the long-term weather, there's no cold weather forecasted. I looked at Christmas, supposed to be 75 degrees on Christmas Day. I mean, it's uh, – it's it's just crazy the the weather pattern we're in and and the water temperatures aren't getting cold which for my fishermen the wahoo fishermen the the fish lay up there in North Carolina and there are a lot of wahoo around here right now luckily but the the big biomass of fish is probably located up there and if if it doesn't get cold up there they're not going to come down here which is concerning but mm-hmm. all right well let's take a break we come back I want to talk a bit a little bit more about this weather pattern that we're having and how that affects not just the inshore fishing but also the offshore fishing and we'll do that and more right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet excuse me welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show I just got distracted because I got a text from Joey Tool right. at Nimnik Chevrolet, and he, you know, guys, this time of year will take trips to Texas to go deer hunt. Right. And Joey went to Texas and harvested a great buck. And, and some of these places that you go to in Texas, Texas have intensive game management. Oh, it's unbelievable. To where they, you know, they they say, hey, you know, they have somebody sitting with you, essentially telling you. Okay, here's what you can shoot. Here's what you can't shoot because they, they, they know these deer. They've got names for them. They've aged them. They've watched them grow up. Oh yeah. And Joey got a beautiful deer 
and it's got a heavy kind of a gnarly rack, and I'll show you a picture here in a minute. But in Texas, they're so intensive that what they do, they pull the the jawbone because they want to take a look at the teeth. Yeah, they want to age it. They want to age the deer, yeah. so they want they're make they're trying to make sure that they're taking the older deer. And the buck that he got was eight and a half years old. Oh wow! And Wore the out. wear of the teeth are Holy the sign smoke. of age. So if you look at like a young deer, he'll have teeth that are kind of have, I don't want to say like canines, but they're ridged. They have a lot of ridges and points on them. And then the older the deer gets, the more sanded down that the teeth become. And so Joey just sent me this picture of this eight and a half year old buck that he got and sent me the picture of the jaw. Ground down to nothing. The teeth are like flat, right? Yes, ground down to nothing. I mean, that's pretty wild how. And, How that is. And people don't realize it. I mean, I've heard them do it. I know at our place right now, the red the red oaks up at our place and the chestnut oaks are raining more acorns in our – oh, that's a nice deer. Yeah, nice deer. We'll, we'll put pictures up on our on our Facebook page so where people can see it. Beautiful buck, folks. But there's so much acorn. But, like, for instance, the, the red oaks and the buckeyes, buckeye mm-hmm. oak, the skin to get to the meat is really thick. And a deer will pop the crown or the, the top off an acorn first and spit it out. They, they pop it, spit it, and then they eat the acorn. And to hear them eating them, it sounds like they're eating marbles. I mean, <laughs> it is unbelievable the sound that comes out of their mouth when they're chewing these things. You're thinking, it sounds like they're eating rocks. And you hear them popping them, and you're going, holy smoke. Mm-hmm. For me to listen to it, it sounds like it hurts. And that's why their teeth get ground down like that. Craziness. Because the stuff they're eating. All right, before we, uh, before we took a break there, we were talking about water temperature. And, Paul, you had mentioned earlier that the water temperature off of our coast when you get into about 120 feet is about, what What did you say, 80 degrees? Yeah, yesterday uh, in the afternoon, a, a couple of guys were fishing and said they had eight upwards of 80-degree water. Wow. And, you know, just uh, I'd say the perfect Wahoo temperature is 72. And that's at 60 miles? That's uh, about 40 miles off of St. Augustine, 21 oh. fathoms even. Wow. And uh, just to let you know, a friend of mine caught had a great day. He caught, caught a limit of Wahoo uh, three or four days ago, went back yesterday in 75-degree water, and went back yesterday the same spot, same area, same fisherman, same boat, and never had a strike. So the water temperatures everybody i remember when i was younger we used to always think the hotter the better well that's not the case mm-hmm. you, know, you want clean water you know that's not too hot for wahoo particularly you know if you're blue marlin fishing that's different the hotter maybe the hotter the better but uh you know there were a few fish in that water yesterday captain drew castle caught uh, was lucky enough to catch three sailfish three wahoo and a dolphin yesterday that's in that good. water it's a heck of a day of fishing um can when you when you go offshore let's say you hit that that 80 degree water mm-hmm. and you high speed troll for wahoo well that's what a lot of people are doing but now. but when you high speed troll can you still catch dolphin and other species or do you have to slow down a bit? high speeding is is pretty much eliminates the bycatch you're going to catch pretty much wahoo or nothing you might get lucky and catch a big king mackerel or something along those lines occasionally a, a dolphin will suicide in there uh, Drew uh, was was fishing with natural baits, and uh, you know some days some days bait fishing's better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yesterday, uh, 
Drew caught three wahoo. He was basically sail fishing with one wahoo bait out, and he caught three wahoo and had four or five bites, and the high speeders didn't catch any. So there's different techniques for fishing. When when I was younger growing up, there was no high-speed fishing. All we did was troll ballyhoo and, and mullet and mackerel. So it can be done. You don't have to go as fast. A lot of people don't care for high-speed trolling because it's it, it, a lot of times in the wintertime it's choppy and you're trolling around at 15 16 knots and it's wet and beats you up and burns a lot of fuel and so uh we've added a category uh, i told you guys last weekend when i called in we've added a, a dead bait category for the wahoo shootout so the largest fish caught on a on a mullet mackerel or ballyhoo in the wahoo shootout will win uh, five thousand dollars additionally and you can still qualify for the boat and, and all the regular prize pool so I saw that. That's 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 good though, because yeah. there are a lot of guys that would prefer to do it that way. Well, a lot of people, a lot of people think that that you can't do it that way, and that's just not true. Um, you know, Ryan Rodifer and, and and Ryan Keith, two of my very best friends, won the Wahoo Shootout six or seven years ago. They did nothing but bait fish, and they had the tournament record, uh, two hundred thirty-eight pounds, until the the Josephs caught a. Now, when you say 238 three pounds, fish. that's three, three fish. Three 80-pound average. Okay. Which is, which is tremendous. And uh, the Josephs caught a 121-pounder uh, a couple years ago, and, and, and they ended up with a bigger aggregate. But the, the reason that nobody is winning the tournament and placing the tournament bait fishing is because nobody's bait fishing. But, right. you know, it's, uh, it, it, it can be effective. There's no, there's no doubt that high-speeding is the most effective way. But if you get in the fish and you find an area and you can you can catch them on on properly rigged baits. So. Is well, there is there an, is there another way to do it? Like for example, when you say high speeding is the way to do it, is there another technique? Because you know, just like with kingfishing, for years there was always kind of a tried and true way to kingfish, which oh, yeah. was pe- people used to like drift chum fish, right? Yeah. Well, and, and, and then and also pulled spoons. Yeah, and pull, pull drone spoons. Drone spoon will work today. Yeah, I it promise still you. Will. Oh, he, oh, heck, yeah. And then, and then, and then, now the the slow trolling where you have got live baits and all that kind of stuff. Is there other tried and true ways to wahoo fish? Well, I, you know, high speeding is one. Trolling rig dead bait, you know, at seven eight knots uh, is another. And something that, that's catching on a little bit is live baiting wahoo. There's a lot of bait out there. There's blue runners there year round. And people are catching these big blue runners and pulling live bait and catching a few fish that are trying it. Some people are flying kites and, and catching them. Mm-hmm. So, no, again, nobody's doing it. It's kind of a pain to catch the bait and deal with the bait, but it, it can be effective. Each year, king fishing, people catch these giant wahoo. Steve Grant caught a 109-pound wahoo in the King Buster last year. Uh, I, I mean – and where was he at? I mean, Elton not, Bottom, Elton, Elton Bottom, Elton okay. Bottom, which is which is basically the same areas that the, the the guys are wahoo fishing these days. So, well, you know, I look at old school, like for instance, you know, we struggled this summer a little bit getting bait. A lot of folks that were king fishing off the beach were struggling getting bait. I know Kevin had a hard time. You know, a lot of guys were running up in Salt Run, and I remember going to the ramp many times this summer, and Robbie Bishop with Fishbuster Charters. Robbie's old school, and he'd go, look, can't get any bait. I'm going to drag so- popsicles. So- so- yeah, cigar minnows. And that's that was the norm forever. When I first moved here in the 80s, early 80s, that was normal. Yeah, Captain Greg Simmons will pull a popsicle on the ringleader, too, and he catches he catches them really, really good. I mean, yeah, I think we overthink it a lot. you know. Absolutely. I, I think, think sometimes overthink. simplicity is bliss. Yeah. But 
people are always in the, the mode of, especially in today's world with technology, trying to one-up it. Let me just one-up my game a little bit more. And, and I, I don't have a problem with that, but it's sometimes simple stupid makes it easier for you. Right. Well, even the high-speed fishing, it started out when they started doing it with these C&H Mr. Biggs was the, was the lure. And they're still a great lure, and everybody uses them. But now they got these lures that are bigger than this. The head are bigger than this water bottle. Yep. And you know, but high speed high speed wahoo fishing is tried and true and great. But it's not for if you don't have big rods and reels, big heavy tackle. I can't tell you how many people go out there and try try to go high speed with a thirty or you can't do it. No. You at minimum you have to have a fifty wide. When you say fifty wide, and in and obviously with a fifty wide, it's it's the size of the reel. Yes. And so it's a very big reel. Right. It's capacity which, too. It's which got, you then have to match the heavier reel with the heavier heavy rod. rod. Bent butt and so, heavier and, line. And with with that, are you, you're not really. I mean, you're kind of just dragging the fish in when it's hooked. Correct. They, most of the guys never take the rod out of the rod holder. Yeah, and take turns, um, you know. I mean, look, I, I, I totally am for catching fish, and and catching more is better. But doesn't that take a little bit of the fun out of it when you're just leaving a rod and a rod holder, and you're just essentially well, winching I, them in? It, it, I don't. I, it's fun catching wahoo, and it's fun catching big wahoo. I don't. I, I don't care how you do it. You know, you watch Wicked Tuna; they don't ever take the. They don't ever take the rod out of the rod holder, but we, the way we fish, we I, I'm a dead bait fisherman when I get to go fishing, which isn't very often. But uh, when there's something about when I, we use mono line, we use you know Islanders and Ballyhoo and mullet and mackerel, and when we get a strike, it's 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 awesome. You know? It's like a it, torpedo. It, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's we're trolling at seven to eight knots, and and what are the high speed guys trolling? They're trolling twelve to twelve to twenty knots, really. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it seems like the faster the better, you know, quite frankly. But uh, yeah, the, the I, we, see, I would we, rather we, be we, with we hold, you. We hold, we hold the rod, but but the, those guys are, are these days. The way we we're getting back to the weather, you know, when the fish are concentrated, we can compete as dead bait fishermen better than when they're spread out. We're at a, a huge disadvantage because those guys cover so much ground. And the water is not getting cold because we're not having the winter, so the fish are scattered from a hundred feet of water to a thousand feet of water, and there's twenty, thirty miles. And if you can find the fish, and, mm-hmm. and you you can get them, but when when we used to, when our most effective days were when you're running out there and it's cold, it's cold, it's cold, and you get four or five miles from the ledge. And the water starts coming up, and you hit that seventy degree mark, and you're like, "Oh, we're gonna get here's them today. where you need we're, to we're, fish. We're gonna get them today, guys." Right. Well, mm-hmm. now today, I guarantee it's seventy degrees and eighty feet of water, guaranteed. Yeah. So, which a bigger fish, area? Those fish could be from BR, yeah, or maybe inside of BR to thousand feet. Literally. Okay, so give people a, a range. Have like for people that don't know what BR, how thirty is, miles. So 30, you're you're 30, talking thirty miles. Yeah, they could be thirty miles. You could catch a wahoo at thirty miles right now, or you could catch one at uh you know seventy miles. They they could be any anywhere. which is a huge. I mean that's yeah. yeah. The, the the and I just to kind of uh, decipher what you're saying here for people that really don't understand exactly some of the terminology. The range or the size of the area that the Wahoo are now in, because we don't have that sharp temperature break, mm-hmm. is now so vast that you're that the high speeding is one of the reasons why 
it works That's so right. well because you can cover more of this ground because the area that these fish are in are so spread out as opposed to being narrowed down and focused on this one little area where the water temperature is money. And it can change now. Let's, 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 like, like I told you earlier, my friend had that great fishing two days ago or three days ago, and then yesterday never had a strike. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that water can change overnight. It can change. And it, but the best, I don't care if you're high speed and slow troll or, you know, whatever you're doing, when you can find a concentrated area, those fish aren't spread out. I don't care what kind of fishing you're doing. When it when yeah. there is an area that, that they, they just don't want to be in and you can get them narrowed down, you can have a lot better chance of success. All right, let's, let's take a break here on the Nimnick Buick GMC Outdoor Show. And when we come back, we are going to do an LV Hires, Inc. Gear Tip of the Week. And what we're looking for for people is to give us ideas for stocking stuffers or other gift ideas that are simple. And we're going to start it out with the LV Hires, Inc. Gear Tip of the Week right after this, right here on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's time now for the LV Hires, Inc. Gear Tip of the Week. LV Hires supplies quality fuels and lubricants all across the southeast, job sites, businesses, even individuals. All you have to do is give them a call, and you can go to LVHIERS.com to learn more. This week's LV Hires, Inc. Gear Tip of the Week, it's called a Geek Key, or a Geeky, however you want to pronounce it. It's the Geeky. Geeky. The Geeky Tool. It's the Geeky Tool. And it is a tool like no other. Uh, essentially, what it is, it, it is it's literally like a key. And the, you, the name it, is as clever as the tool. It totally is. You take this and you put it on your key ring, mm-hmm. because we have our keys with us always. Whether we're, I mean, when we travel, etc., we have our keys. I mean, so what better way to always ensure that you have a key, but it's on your key ring, a key that is a tool, and it's a multi-tool. And you've, have you guys seen those wallet tools, you know, that you carry? It's yeah. like a credit card. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of flimsy, and it says, you know, do you think it can actually do something? It's not, it's not durable or stout enough to actually do something. The Geeky actually is strong enough to do something. It has essentially a stainless steel, 420 stainless steel, chunk okay that's what the key is made out of and the tool itself has a bike spoke key it is a bottle opener a closed wrench a multi-fit driver it is a scoring tool it has a serrated edge a can opener a wire stripper yep a bit driver a pipe a file a wire bender an open wrench a ruler a multi-head fit and then it has the lanyard that's attached to it, and you just keep this on your key ring. Yeah. And so when you need a tool for doing whatever, there's a pretty good chance that this geeky will be able to do that. I think it was made by hippies. I think it's a great little cool, I, it cool is, little thing. It, it's pretty wild. All the little. I found this thing when I was looking around. I was like, you know what? We got to think of stocking stuffers, and so I came across this, and I was like. That I would buy. Yeah. And I think, what is it, Chris? It's, is it 20, 29 bucks, 26 bucks? Yeah, something bucks? like that. Something like that. I was too I was too enamored looking at the design of the thing to really pay attention to the price. It's really neat. Yeah, it's super cool. It really is neat. It's a cool design. And if, you, if you're if you looking for, for a stocking 
stuffer, or a gift idea, check out the Geeky. That's your LV Hires, Inc. gear tip of the week. All right, uh, let's go to the phone lines. Let's bring up Captain Leon first, and then we'll get uh, Top Gun after him. Morning, Leon. Good morning, Jeff. How are you this morning? Good. How you doing? Morning, sir. Doing good, man. Hey, good morning, Kirk. All right, so um, my my son, Dylan, Leon, is is heading out, I think, today somewhere around the Pine Island area. You got uh, you got any kind of a fishing report for that area? I might have a few for you this morning. Uh, I'd start off with saying, you know, today's probably going to be the warmest day uh, we're going to have for a while, followed by an immediate temperature drop. So yesterday, uh, the water temperature got as high as 68 degrees, and I wouldn't be surprised if it reached 70 uh, mm. With that, Jeff, uh, I've been doing extremely well on the redfish, black drum, and believe it or not, in the back creeks, I have been doing very well on the flounder. Although wow. they're not large, they are keepers. So mm. I'm happy with you know throwing an extra three or four flounder in the live well at the end of the day also. Yeah, heck yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, Kirk, that's nice to have. Also, a nice little bonus is some of my haunts, if people know where to look, uh, the female sheephead have started to show up. Uh, unlike those South. pesky one pounders. Yes. I mean, they're three to five pounders. So that, that's nice to uh, add to your live well. Also, uh, I am using live shrimp on very small jig heads, uh, to catch, uh, the black drum and the sheep head. And I'm still using shrimp uh, and jigs right now, uh, to catch the redfish. Um, I haven't since I've been working this past week, we've all had morning tides, uh, in the Valley. So popping corks have stayed away because, redfish that i'm finding i'm working banks early in the mornings it's nice and calm like it is this morning and you have no problem picking off the the schooling redfish that are coming down the banks yeah you're starting to see them push some in this warmer weather push yeah isn't that wild Uh, now first of all that's awesome to see that when when the water's calm and you don't have boat traffic and or you're back up in a creek and, and you don't have to worry about boat traffic it's awesome sight to see but Leon, a, a couple of weeks ago, the trout bite everywhere was many people were terming as epic. Mm-hmm. Is that still going on, or has that waned off a little bit? Definitely waned off, Jeff. I, I love fishing for trout. Uh, a lot of them, we know. I call it the ten to one factor: ten, fourteen inches to one fifteen to sixteen incher. Uh, that has definitely died off, especially with this water temperature that has risen as warm as it is. Mm-hmm. I really like it around sixty six one degrees in the valley and i honestly have no problem just handing my clients a plastic lure and say just start pounding the banks start pounding these creeks with me start throwing it anywhere you see current and we'll produce but with the water temperature getting as high as 70 today it's really going to back off Hmm. but just like we said we got a cold front coming through i bet it'll drop it down to 63 64 degrees and it may fire them right back off again now when you catch when you catch these sheep's head that that you're catching are you catching them and what kind of depth of water? The the big the females that you're saying you're starting to show up. When I'm fishing for in the valley, when I'm fishing for sheephead, I'm fishing anywhere from four to probably ten feet. These are deep water channels that I know I have bottom shell beds yeah. um, at the bottoms, and I throw a light jig head and I thread shrimp on there. And, and like we always say, we're not reaching in there for the biggest shrimp in the live well. We're looking for the smallest. Yeah, the teeny yeah. ones, ones you can put on there like a worm. That's right. You know, like those little red worms. I will throw it upstream with that current, and I literally tell my clients, take up that slack and make sure you feel that tickle and bounce across every little shell on that bottom. And then you got to decipher the difference between a shell and a fish that picks it up. Yeah. And 
it's pretty fun to watch them for the first 10, 15 minutes going, gosh, darn it. There's another, hey, Cap, can I get another shrimp, please? Yeah. You know, and I'm like, he's down there. He's down there. I promise him. And then I'll throw it up there and I'll say, watch. And I'll hold my rod tip up in the air so they can clearly see it. And I go, see it tickling? Stops, stops, stops. And I watch that tip dip just a little bit and I'll stick them right there. Yeah, they lean on and it just a hair. That's right. They, it's kind of like a dog leaning up against your leg. You know, it's just, you got to decipher that one distinctive difference feel. And uh, once they catch on to it, uh, you can just, it's like an epiphany coming mm-hmm. over their face. It is very gratifying when you catch a sheephead. A sheephead, what you're trying to do is you're trying to fool them in to picking that whole jig head thing up and swimming with it. And when they do that, that's when you, that's when the game's up for them. That's when you whack them. Now I got a question for you guys. Jig heads. Everybody has a jig head that they like. Mm-hmm. And Leon, you were talking about using a real light jig head. Is there a particular brand? that either of the two of you, you know, I'm talking to Kirk and Leon here, and even you, Paul, because you you like the inshore fish and you're yeah. doing more of that now. Do you guys have a particular jig head brand that you like? My, mine is like a teardrop. And it's in, it. if you look at the jig, the, the shank of the hook is short. It's a sheephead jig. That's the only ones I use. You like the short shanks because you're fishing a lot around the rock. A lot of riprap. You're always throwing up in riprap. And the, the design of this jig is when it hits the bottom, the shank and the barb settle straight up. Right. It's up. It's never laying on its side. Even if you drop it on the table 10 times, every time you drop it, it's going to come hook side up. And you use them too. Yeah. You, you lot, know what I'm talking about. Uh, a lot of the jig heads today, the hooks are giant. They're really big. You know, yeah. the, 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 because they're made to go on a soft plastic. So right. there, there's a, you know, if you're going to try to use them, the Slayer ink jigs are great, and I, I use those with my soft plastics. But you know, if you're going to try to use a small live shrimp or hook a sheep's head. The hook's way too big. They probably make some smaller ones like that. But at Strike Zone, they've got some just regular lead-headed jigs with smaller hooks that are perfect for live shrimp. Those are money, just like you're talking about. Yeah, if you walk in the Strike Zone and you tell the boys in there, "Hey, I, I need sheephead jigs," they're going to take you right to those jigs. Yes. Yeah. And you can, you know, I'll buy them by 25, 50 at a time. Leon, you got any particular brand you like? Well, when you're talking about shanks, I use Scott Shanks jig head. And I use either a quarter ounce or a three-eighths ounce Captain's Choice jig head. And just like I said, the short shank, that keeps it away from those oysters mm-hmm. and any snags. And I, I, I've been using for years the long shank model, the banana, uh, the banana hook. But recently, Scotty got me to try over the short shank ones. And it's it's a a dedicated live bait jig head, not one that has a horn on it for your plastics. Which if I'm going to throw plastics, obviously I'm going to throw a Slayer Slayer jig with that nice big old hook that'll keep that plastic from being pulled off by the trout. But short shank all the way. I'll thread that uh, shrimp on there or a fiddler. It's short enough that you can get one, maybe two fiddlers on that uh, jig head, and I'll just plop it down there. Two, and, uh, two like is I say, a must. I keep to the minimum amount of weight that i can keep right there on that location yeah and and that's that's the that's always the delicate balance absolutely enough weight to hold a spot but not too much weight to where it gets hung up all the time (laughs) you know then that's it's 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 kind of funny how you try to figure that out sometimes and once you once you find it though you're like oh yeah Yeah, that's a sweet that's that's the spot that's the spot yeah yep all right leon we appreciate it 
Take care, guys. Have are you, you, are you, uh, you going to join us next uh, next Saturday at Hagen, or are you, uh, you going right. to be fishing? I will be fishing the rest of the month. All right. Ten Thank you, Leon. That was a close one. Take care, guys. All right, See you. <laughs> All right. See All we you, come Leon. back, we'll talk to, uh, to Top Gun and you, 904-641-1010. And don't forget that we're looking for stocking stuffer gift ideas for the outdoorsmen right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Big thank you to Chef Gordon. Gordon, you've outdone yourself. Uh, We are tearing up this fresh loaf of bread that he baked us this morning. That's, that's, I don't know how to make bread. I've never made bread. But that bread is good. And, uh, you know how I know it's good? I haven't had any yet. But I can tell because y'all didn't talk the entire last break. Yeah, we, we yeah, didn't talk. Just much shoveling stuff in your face. You don't. Yeah. We were kind of joking around. I said this during the break. One of the great things to dip bread in is yeah. some kind of a cream soup, of a cream soup whether oh. it be a lobster bisque oh, or, yeah. crab yeah. or bisque. a shrimp bisque, crab chowder bisque. Soup. A good chowder. Oh. Good yeah, crab soup. even a even a little bit of marinara, you know, good marinara. Oh yeah, depends on the bread, yeah. but yes. Yeah, yeah, you got it. I mean, in, I mean, even to maybe even a little olive oil with some fresh grated parmesan. Oh yeah, mixed mm-hmm. in. Yep, that's good. And I mean, yeah. just just oh. the things that go with bread. Ah, uh, bread. Anyway, uh, hey, uh, <laughs> if uh, if you've got some honeydews that are starting to pile up around the Christmas season, and you need to get them done so that. The house and the family is happy for the holidays. All you got to do is call Handyman Travis, and he can take care of all kinds of little things that you need help with around the house. 904-510-4020. That's Handyman Travis at 904-510-4020. All right, let's go to the phone lines and bring up Top Gun this morning. Nick Ross is coming to town. What's up, fellas? Morning, sir. Merry Christmas, Top Gun. Merry Christmas to you, all of y'all. And uh, welcome, Mr. Paul, to the show. Hey, thank you, buddy. It's an honor to talk to you. I, a lot of respect for you and your, and your jokes, buddy. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> I do the best I can do. So, Top Gun, uh, Top Gun, Top Gun, we, we had yeah. the, the geeky, or the geek key, whatever you want to call it, uh-huh. And we're looking for stocking stuffer gift ideas. Does Top Gun have a recommendation? I was thinking about a, maybe a good knife sharpener. Yeah, that's a good idea. And no doubt. Everybody, every man needs one of those. Yeah, I know. I have some knives and no knife sharpener. So, And then you have some dull knives is what you have. Yeah, exactly. Well, Top Gun, guess what? What? If you show up. The Hagen Ace Mandarin next Saturday. They will sharpen your knives. They will sharpen one of your knives for free. Score. Cool. And if you have other knives, you can bring the other ones, and then you, they they have a service there where you pay, they sharpen your knives. I didn't know that. Cool. That's, that's great. They do. They they bought, yeah. and I don't know, it was, I mean, this is like a thousands of dollars knife sharpener, high-end thing that they bought. Right. And so they literally can sharpen knives in a jiffy. Just shove it in there and it does them. Like that's, yeah, it's, it's like one of these kind of automatic, automated kind of things. It's and like the new high-tech key makers. Have you seen those Exactly. Things? No. Just shove it in a hole now and, and mash it. does all button. the work. 
and it does everything. Mm-hmm. Mm. But they have hey, this locks. top end knife sharpener. So bring a knife, everybody, to Hagen next Saturday. They will sharpen one knife for free. If you've got other ones, you can pay to have them sharpen as well. Hey, Locks, yeah. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. I know your son's, I've been a little worried about you. I know your son's in college age, but you still have a daughter at home. Mm-hmm. Do y'all have a Christmas tree up in your house? We do. Okay. When nobody's around, have you looked under that tree to see if there's any presents under there for you? There's none. Uh, I, I was worried about that because I know you like to get everything in July. <laughs> so I was kind of worried. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's clever. There's nothing there. <laughs> oh man. Well, I'll send Santa by me and him are, you know, tight. But anyway, you think I, you I could, do you put, think you could drop you know drop a good word for me? Yeah, for that John Deere tractor, right? Thank you. AC. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Tom. Yes. Um I put together a little ditty for y'all. Um What's a ditty? You know, like giddy, giddy up, a giddy, giddy, a giddy, a giddy, a giddy, and and uh, and um, I don't do this for just anybody. So, okay. uh, oh. are you going to sing like it for us, or I'm are you just so gonna excited? Read yes. us the lyrics. Oh, really? Yes. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Oh, far away. All right, here you go. Hit record. Jingle Chris. bells, jingle bells, ninety-two point five. It's called the Nimnik Outdoor Show, and the boys come to you live. Jingle bells, jingle bells, learn how to hunt and fish. If you think you know all that, they'll teach you how to cook a dish. Dashing through the mud in a four-wheel ATV, heading to our spot. Somewhere in a tree, (laughs) looking up ahead. Someone's in our stand. We all say, what the, what is that? It's a freaking clown instead. Oh, jingle bells, shotgun shells, turkeys flying here. We're going to put them in a pot and have some Christmas cheer. Jingle bells, jingle bells, soon old Santa will see. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a four. Well, A, K, K. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. That was fantastic. That was great, Top Gun. Uh, i give you five stars. This guy's a legend, man. That's awesome. Oh, that was phenomenal. We'll be replaying that one for the next couple of weeks. Oh, That's good stuff. Better save best, that one for the next couple of years. Best man. ever. That was awesome. That was <laughs> incredible. The only thing that would make that better would be this a little bit of that jingle bell music, just background. I, just we'll see. Chris, really Chris is going to be, I can totally hear and some, somewhat see the wheels turning in Tweak Chris's it. mind because Chris is going to doctor that. Oh, out. yeah. Well, the only thing better. Is is is. Uh... <laughs> I don't know about that now. We just went from a real high. You know, you went from <laughs> epic not to now embarrassing. Wait, I mean, Top Gun <laughs> sang us a fantastic <laughs> Christmas jingle, and you're gonna ruin the moment. That's How much my time? job. How much That's time why I get paid the big yeah, bucks. He just really busted our bubble. Didn't he? <laughs> How much totally. time you I think mean, Top Gun spent on that little ditty, as he called it? I think I think Top Gun probably didn't spend more than about ten five minutes, minutes on five, it. Yeah, ten five or ten minutes. He's he that Top Gun's oh, he, pretty quick. I think. Uh, I, he is. He is. I think he had to sit down for an evening and give it about an hour. And I can tell you this: his singing voice. 
Pretty He's good. A hell of a lot better than Frank Frangie. Pretty good. <laughs> Just saying. All right, let's uh, let's go talk to Chan before we take a break. Morning, Chan. Good morning, guys. Morning. Uh, well, what do you think? Well, uh, you know, Top Gun, he, he's a multi-talented guy. You know, he's got to get on America. got talent sooner or later. <laughs> so, uh, even if it's as a comedian. But anyway, he gave me an idea on the stocking stuffers. Talking about knife sharpeners. I know you all use the workmate, and um, and that's fine. Uh, in 1974, I got an old-timer honed steel. And I was always able to put a, a razor edge on all of my knives. And I keep my knives literally where they'll shave. But as I got older and I guess my eyes got worse and my hands got less steady, I got to where I couldn't put a razor edge on it with that steel. So I bought a Lansky probably about 15 years ago. And then I got to where I couldn't put a razor edge on stuff with the Lansky. And uh, just made me downright angry because, you know, it's just, as a country boy, you pride yourself on how sharp your knives are. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I was going to buy a uh, a workmate after hearing you guys talk about it. Yeah, I the thought, work sharp. You know, yeah, yeah, we love it. Yeah, work, 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 work sharp. sharp. Yeah. Nice sharpener. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I'm going to try some of those diamond-edged uh, stones that go with the Lansky sharpener. So I bought uh, three stones. Well, two of them were diamond, a medium and a fine. And then I bought the ultra-fine newest Lansky stone. And I got to tell you, the difference in getting those knives sharp with that diamond uh, stone versus a regular stone is night and day. Um, all of my uh, all of my knives, once again, you know, shave the hair off your arm. And uh, and so, if you know somebody that's already got a Lansky kit, you know those those stones aren't very expensive. They might be like anywhere from eleven to seventeen dollars a piece, even for the diamond ones. Right. So those are those are good little stocking stuffers. Thought I'd throw that in. All right, but but have you have you still to this day have you tried the work sharp knife sharpener? I yep. have not. Uh, it's stupid. It is. Easy. It is unbelievably so easy. I mean, I and works so good, Chan. It's awesome. My buddy uh, yeah. Mike shot a deer a, a couple of about a week and a half ago. Nice, nice eight point, and um, Mike had got his you know skinning tools, and, he, and I said, look, there's a box of them in the back of the pickup truck. Mm-hmm. In in the in the little locker under the seat, I said, "Pull it out. It looks like a little lunchbox." I said, "All my skinning knives are in there," and I said, "But be careful." That's all I said. Mm-hmm. And so I come driving up on the four wheeler. Mike's standing there, and he's got that buck hung, hung up. And we're looking at it. And we're going, "God, it's a great deer." And and all of a sudden, I look at his hand. I'm going, uh-huh. "What did you do to your hand?" And he goes, "Uh, mm-hmm. maybe you should take over from here." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Uh oh, I told you those and- things were sharp." That's true, Kirk. People that, that aren't used to it, like even with my wife to this day, when she picks up a knife out of my knife set in the kitchen, I'll say, that knife is razor sharp. Yep. Because when we first got married, she cut herself several times, not used to having sharp knives around. Right. You know, a real sharp knife is, is, is less dangerous than a dull knife. Way it, less it, dangerous. It, Absolutely. Way less. But and the so, thing is, it's, it's all about pressure. Mm-hmm. You don't need yeah, much. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, I guess Jeff. As my eyes continue to get worse, I'll end up getting one of the uh, work sharps, and uh, that'll that'll uh, probably be my last one. But yeah, anyway, one, yeah, once you use it, you'll be go, you'll be, be saying to yourself, "Why didn't yeah, I? Get why one did I do? Earlier? Why did I get the Lansky?" Because I'm the same. I'm the same way that I've had all these other different ways of sharpening knives, Chan, and then I finally bought a work sharp, and then I actually had it for a while, didn't use it much, 
at all. And then I start, but then I finally, I sharpened everything. Yeah. And the great thing is, is when you sharpen a knife and it gets good and sharp the, the right way and get the right angle, It'll it stay stays sharper longer. Yeah, it does. Anyway. Yeah, to, exactly. And, uh, and I always use leather. I always strop mine after I sharpen them. I, uh, matter of fact, I still use the leather case that my, from 1974 that my old timer came in and I'll strop them real lightly once I've got them sharp. And that, that really makes them just a fine edge on them. So mm-hmm. anyway, I'll see you at Hagen next weekend. I live right down the road. Good. Hagen. Oh, cool. Time Saturday. So we'll see you then. All right. Looking forward right, to it. Chan, Thank you, Chan. Nine zero four six four one ten ten. If you'd like to join us here this morning on the Nimnik Outdoor Show, and uh, don't forget, folks, if you need a tire or you need service on your vehicle, Tire Outlets got locations all across Northeast Florida to serve you. Great people, great prices, and you always get treated first class at Tire Outlet. And uh, and if you happen to go by the Beach Boulevard location, say hi to Danny. Danny's our guy. Oh yeah, he's always mom's trucks there. Make sure you pony up on some of that. Yeah, he's always taking good <laughs> care of us. And uh, and again, the number to join us here this morning, looking for gift ideas, 904-641-1010. Welcome back to the Nimic Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Thank you once again, uh, Chef Gordon, the, uh, the chicken fried steak, fried eggs, uh, fresh baked bread, the gravy, the hash browns ridiculously good outstanding as a matter of fact what's that kirk your mouth is full what'd you say very nice to do that <laughs> incredible and it saved me a little money you know i, I was yeah to, i was supposed to bring, bring breakfast so uh yeah i think it's better than bucky's <laughs> i think i think gordon's <laughs> yeah. is much better than bucky's <laughs> there is there is no doubt but seriously when we were just talking to chan about this work sharp knife sharpener that might be the perfect gift for the outdoorsman, a knife sharpener, because we all have knives, pocket knives, fillet knives, skinning knives, kitchen knives. We've got knives that we just literally, how many pocket knives do you guys probably have somewhere in a drawer in your house? 20. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not much of a pocket knife guy, but I'm a there's a few of them around there. Because I, Kirk, you're probably like me. How many... Free National Wild Turkey Federation knives. Have you do you have in your? House? I've got I've got three. I've got some going back to when Fred Stokes was get making us turkey calls. Yeah. you know what? Seventeen years it, ago. Yeah, I mean I've got same thing. I mean I got to yeah. pull all these. So anyway, the Work Sharp knife sharpener system and Strike Zone has them, and you can order them at other places too. They they run about sixty nine dollars, seventy dollars, somewhere right in that range. Yeah, and uh, you can actually get one. That it has you can get a carrying case for it, which I would strongly recommend, because if you don't have a carrying case for it, then you end up losing the belts and you forget where you put this and that. It's better to keep it all in one little spot. Yeah, I'm um, like a little briefcase kind of thing, because then you can take it to the to the dock, to the marina. Right. You can take it to hunting camp. You can keep it at the house. No matter where you're at, you can. And here's the other thing: once you have one, and let's say your folks, you're going over to visit your folks, you can be a hero. Because you can take your knife sharpener over there and then sharpen all of your family's knives while you're visiting them. I hate, like, my perfect example of a, the worst dull knife is when you pull a tomato out and you grab a knife out of somebody's rack or whatever and you're trying to help them make a salad or you're going to make a sandwich or whatever. And, and you take that knife edge and you put it on that <laughs> tomato and you run it down 
and all it does is get through the skin. Yeah, yeah, it just you creases just, it, and you're you going. You just squish oh. the tomato. They're like these are freaking dull. These are terrible. Butter knives. They like butter. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. Paul. Yeah, the you, you can actually sharpen serrated knives as oh, yeah. well with the work sharp scissors. You're you're essentially only sharpening one side. That's, I did. That's how you sharpen a serrated knife. I did my axe. Yeah, you can do your axe because it has. There's two angle settings on the work sharp knife sharpener system. One is, well, there's actually three settings. There is. There's one that's like for a fillet knife, which is a real steep angle. Mm-hmm. And then you have your working knife, which is a little bit steeper. Yeah, different bevel. And then you have the scissors axe, which is even more steeper. I get more towards a 90 degree angle. Right. So there's three different angles that you can set up on this work sharp knife sharpener system, much safer than the paper wheel knife sharpening system that we had used years ago, which was incredible, along this, basically along the same lines of this. Yeah. But the work sharp system is easier because the angles are always right because they, they guide you with the, with the jig that's on the actual system. So it's, it's easy to get the right angle every single time. It's as simplistic as it gets. It really is. It's a really great system. I'll just bring my knives over to your house, Jeff. Yeah, I can take care of it. Yeah. But uh, you got to come to Georgia. I remember the old times. <laughs> I mean, at. remember going back like 15 years ago, and you could buy those from the. Uh, it was an art store online that you found the the circles, the wheels that went on your grinder. It was uh, so you took the grind wheels it off. It was taxidermy.com. That's right. Taxidermy.com. Or taxidermy.net. It was one of the two. One was a polishing wheel and one had the, the diamond grit, grit which yep. was a man, that thing worked. Worked great. great. Oh, it was great. Worked great, but here here's where it got a you had to actually this if you think about a grinder when you're grinding like a piece of metal or a piece of pipe, right. the wheels are coming forward from the top down to the bottom at right. you. When you sharpen a knife, you can't have the wheels coming at you. You had to take the grinder, turn it around, turn it around backwards so the, the wheel is coming from the bottom and up so right. that you made sure that the wheel was, was going. When you laid your knife on it, it was not going to kick the knife back at you. Right. But that's where the the paper wheel knife sharpening system could be dangerous for some slappy that goes there and doesn't know how to operate it. They turn the grinder around because the power button's on the front. Well, when it's power button's on the front, the wheels are now coming towards you off of the top and then down. And if you tried to sharpen a knife like that and didn't hold it at the right angle, you could cut your finger off or have that knife get turned back and stick you in the gut. You said slappy. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you, you, those things were were great, but man, you had to be really careful, and you had to have a pretty steady hand because the angle you had to hold the knife perfectly to get the angle right. Whereas with the work sharp thing, it's just you know it's just it's got the angle for you. It's easy to do. Anyway, uh, that's something that I think uh, I need to talk to the guys at Hagen and make sure that they're carrying that because that that is a great great system. Oh, that's great. I mean, it's it's one of the best I've ever found. You know? Oh, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, all right, let's take a break. We're going to take one a little bit early here. When we come back, we're going to talk some more fishing with Mr. Paul Dozier about the upcoming tournament, the Wahoo Shootout, and also the Old School Kingfish Shootout, which we're going to talk about them and more right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Oh. 
Hey, if you need a new dock or you need a repair done on your dock, CNH Marine Construction is your place to call. Go to the homepage of OutdoorShow.com, that's two S's back-to-back, and go to the bottom of the page and click on the CNH Marine Construction link. Quality work, and they've been doing it since 1979, and I've got firsthand experience with them a couple different occasions. Hurricane, thank you very much, Hurricane Matthew, but uh, outstanding job that they do. All right, also, we had a call during the break. Somebody was asking about the name of the knife sharpener. It is the Work Sharp sharpener and it's the workshop they have a new one out now it's called the mk2 which uh i think the price is uh, i'm looking at now 99.95 and this one actually has all the belts and everything with it and then when you buy that one if you if you buy it directly from workshop i think you can get them cheaper elsewhere but they have a storage bag that you can get that goes, goes along with it for fourteen ninety five. I would highly recommend getting the storage bag or the carrying case, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But it is the the new one is called the MK two. Do not get the Ken Onion one. Yeah, you don't need it. It's it's w- much more expensive and it doesn't make the knife any better. To be perfectly honest with you, so but just get the regular WorkSharp knife sharpener and the MK two or something. Like the MK2 because there's an earlier version. That's yeah, it's only seventy nine ninety five. You can get it at Strike Zone. Strike Zone, you can get it, and uh, other places online as well. And Strike Zone is the place to go, though. I mean, it's right here in town, and you got it, and then you're golden. Yeah. Nowadays, with the with the interruption of delivery stuff and supply, and you just don't know. You don't know if you order something, and if you're going to get it in time or get it at all. Uh, we should we should shop local anyway. If we, we any chance we get to shop local at Strike Zone or Hagen Ace, we should try our best to do places like that to support these people versus versus these uh, Amazons of the world. Is is I think that's important for all of us, and I try to do that in, in anything anything we can shop local. It, it's just better. All right, Paul. So you got a tournament coming up, the Wahoo Shootout. Yeah, we have the Northeast Florida Wahoo Shootout, and registration is open now at wahooshootout.com. The early entry fee is $550, and that expires on New Year's Eve. So the 31st is through, and then it'll go to $600. And then if you wait till the day of the kickoff party, it's $750. So registering early, there's no reason not to. You have uh, 50 days to choose three days of fishing. And uh, the first place is still a 21-foot yellowfin bay boat worth $95,000. That's so, nice. Uh, wow. Yeah, we, we have a, we're, we're really excited about that. I, I mentioned the, the dead bait categories, an additional $5,000 to the prize pool. And, and we've uh, joined up with the Northeast Florida Marlin Association, and we have one of the best bait riggers, one of the best fishermen in the world, going to have a seminar on dead bait wahoo fishing this Thursday night at the Northeast Florida Marlin Association. This Thursday coming up. Yeah, the 16th. Okay. The 16th at the Marlin Club, and everybody's welcome. Um, and I just got a, a alert on my phone. They have a Wahoo tournament. I'm on the board of the Marlin Club, and Northeast Florida Marlin Association, if you're a blue water offshore fisherman, it's a great, great club. And they, there's also a club here in town in Jacksonville called the Jacksonville Blue Water Club. Both are excellent organizations, just whichever's convenient for you. But they are, the Marlin Association is having a Wahoo tournament. They got 67 boats. Today? It, it starts today, and okay. it, it, it runs until a week before my tournament, similar format to uh, 
the Wahoo shootout. But 67 boats is a heck of a turnout, and that's, that's awesome. And I was down there last night at the captain's meeting, and everybody's excited. You know, this time of year, everybody's just kind of ready to go, man. Everybody's well, and with the, with the ocean the way it's been. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> people, I'm sure got. I'm sure that some of the ocean conditions got people very excited. Oh, they got to be. Well, the bottom fishing has just been exceptional. I mean, a- everybody's just been whacking the bottom fish. The the the, the bay boats have been there. There's a, a guy that's been fishing with us uh, for years in, in a bay boat, and he says, "Man, I've been out there. It's been flat, calm." He said, "We were, you know." They, they, they're getting a bigger boat this year, but, uh, they, they've done really well. The boat's called bow down and they, and they really catch them in a, in a pathfinder bay boat and they put jugs on the boat and go for it. I, I don't know that I recommend that, but, uh, yeah, I don't know, know about that. Yeah. <laughs> I did it. Kirk, that one day me and you were in your pathfinder and we were 60, 60 miles, 60 offshore. miles offshore. But but the ocean the was, and we flat. were out there. There were other people out there with right. us that we were talking to, but you got to be so careful. Well, I think, uh, you know, this time of year, it's a little less risky, uh, because you don't have the afternoon thunderstorms to deal with. Right. But I would suggest if you're going to try to do something like that bold in a small boat and go way, way out there, make sure the weather forecast is not only good today, make sure the weather forecast is good tonight. And even tomorrow. I mean, I, I don't think, you know, if that thing comes in 12 hours, these weathermen miss it, buddy. And if it comes in mm-hmm. 12 hours, but if, it, if they're calling five to 10 knots, two feet or less today, five to 10 knots tonight, two feet or less and five to 10 knots tomorrow, then you probably got to, you're probably pretty safe. But, uh, if they're calling 15 to 20 tomorrow. I might err on the side of caution. There's a lot of people that I think would love to do what we're talking about and load up the boat and yeah. go offshore. And we've talked about in the past, that the safety is always the most important thing when you do something like that because yeah, if you just go do it and you don't really have any experience or you're you're going to go with somebody that you're not quite sure, you need to find out whether or not all the precautions are in place before you do something like that. If somebody's looking to gain the knowledge of getting ready to venture offshore, how do they go about learning the way that they need to prepare, the equipment that they need to have so that they can have the safest trip possible. Where do they go? Do they go, Kirk, take a class? Do they, uh, I mean, I have no idea. What do they do? I think, you know, and I think Paul was getting ready to say, I think a lot of it is experience. Yes. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. But here's the thing. There's a lot of safety gear that's got to be involved. But a lot of, a lot of people don't have the experience and want to do it. So how do they gain the knowledge? And obviously experience is going with people that have done it yeah. before, but how do they make sure that their boat is ready to do that, that they are ready to do that? I mean, it's a, it's a tough question. Well, you know, hopefully, usually if somebody wants to buy a boat or somebody gets involved in fishing, they've probably been exposed to it with someone else. Right. So I would say lean on your friends, lean on that. We've got an excellent, excellent, uh, you know, places around here with strike zone is a wealth of knowledge. You can go in there and ask, you know, Dave, Dave Workman has been fishing his whole life and knows all about it. And they've got just about everything you need. And, and again, these fishing clubs, the Jacksonville offshore sport fishing club, the Northeast Florida, Florida. association, yep. the, the Jacksonville blue water club. What's yeah. the squadron, the power squadron that does some of the, the educational things in our community. It used to be coast guard. Coast guard, auxiliary. Coast guard auxiliary does a class. 
and I would urge anybody that's going to try to venture and do that type of thing, they, they should make sure that they've got every possible piece of safety equipment that they can, they can put their hands on. I mean, once you reach, once you move offshore, even three miles, there's a, some, some level of risk involved. And then once you get outside the, 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 the pitch or the, the extension of your, your, your simple, you know, radio or VHFs, line of sight is typically horizon, which on a good day, you're going to get 15. I've gotten 50 miles on my days. Some days you get what we call atmospheric bounce and that's great, but that doesn't always happen. That being said, if you're going out 50 miles, your VHF is going to be worthless. It's not going to work. Satellite phone, they make these. Uh, exactly. I have a, a Iridium Go. Uh, Satcom Direct is a is who I get mine through. They make these Garmin inReaches where you can text. That's right. Um, I, a, a note of that, uh, a friend of mine was out last Sunday, another flat, calm day, and he texted me on his Garmin inReach and said, hey, I, I lost power. I'm 25 miles offshore. And uh, I, I'm broken down with my wife and two kids on the boat. Oh, boy. Can you call? Do you mind calling Cito for me? I said, well, of course. I'll call C, of course, right? So this is something to think about. I was shocked by this, and I think you guys will be too. So I called Cito, and I said, hey, my buddy, he's a member of yours. He's 25 miles off. Here's his coordinates. Uh, he he needs you guys to, to go get him. He's lost power. And they said, uh, well, uh, how did you get it? And so he texted me on his Garmin entry. She says, we don't, we don't respond to that. Uh, huh? we, we, we can't, we can't respond to the text messages, Garmin in reach. They've got to call, tell them to call the coast guard. And I'm like, really? Why, why, why? I mean, it just didn't make sense. And the guy was like, it's very a matter of fact, he goes, you need to call the coast guard. And if they order us to go and he says, what happens is, and I do understand this to an extent. He said, what happens is, I kind of gave him a little stuff. I'm like, man, this guy's out here. He's 25 miles out. Why don't we have your membership? He says, well, what happens is people text me, and then they get it going, and then they don't text me back, and then I'm, I got a captain out there running around like a wild goose chase, and we can't co- communicate. So yeah. I understand that, but, you know, when you, there's somebody out there with their family, I I, I don't know. I, th- I think that's, that's a question to ask and something to keep in mind. I mean – he, luckily, he got it going, and and got in no problem. But it's something to to, to think about because I think we all have CETO or Boat US, uh, towboat US memberships. So I just in case of that, I for me, if if I were to lose power somehow, I would be one of those people that like you just you lift the hood up and you just you're looking and you're going okay. Oh, what do what I do? What now? do I do now? I don't yeah. have a clue. I mean, I it's a it's a it's a boat. I mean, I. I mean, today's like cars. Even you open up the hood. Oh, it's all computerized and all that kind of stuff. I, I mean, unless it's something obvious, there, I have no idea. Yeah, these new engines. Holy smoke! Well, you know, if you, if you lose power to everything, it's obvious. You've got a short, or you've got a fuse, or you've got something. And he, right. he's he's a lot more mechanical than I am, and he was able to get it going, thankfully. Whew. But I thought it was I thought it was pretty interesting that that Cito told me, "Nope, sorry, call the Coast Guard." I did call the Coast Guard because, in they were kind of taken back by it, and but the Coast Guard, to their credit, followed up, called me back because I called them back to let them know he got it going because he texted me that he got it going, mm-hmm. and then they asked me to call them when he got in, which I did, which, uh, you know, it's good. To, the Coast Guard's a great organization. They're, They're awesome. awesome. They, they, they really are. They really are great. 
They work really hard. They really keep us and safe they care. Out there. They do, and they care. They, yeah. They're prof- they're true professionals. But the, the again, it it just brings up the the greater point. You've got to make sure that all your equipment's tuned up good. You got to make sure that you've got the proper safety gear. I mean, think about that. If you if you couldn't get you on a on a on a Garmin text or a sat phone, he he was fumbling around and he dropped it in the water, and he's there, and there's nothing else but him. And the nearest boat he sees is three miles away, and the guy's making headway going in. Make sure you got a good flare gun. Yeah. Make sure you got rockets. Make sure that you can be if, seen. If, you, if you you're know? gonna if you're gonna go out there with a single engine, period. If you're gonna go out there with a single engine, you better know somebody that's going out there that day, and you're gonna stay in touch. VHF. Right. You know, if you're gonna go 50, 60 miles out there with a single engine, you need to uh, you need to really make a float plan. Let somebody know where you're going. Exactly. The area you don't have to give them the exact your your hot rock or whatever, but. Uh, a float plan is is a good idea. You know, we all take it for granted. I I've been lucky enough to run around in triple engine boats, but hey, I can have a short, and all three of my engines can go out at the same time. Easy, it yeah. happens. It happens. So yeah, bad stuff can happen quick too. That's yes. the biggest thing. I mean, a good safety equipment for first aid equipment. I mean, there's just a bunch of different things you need to go off and and check off. I mean, the the fortunate thing is the guys I work with now have gotten into the practice of if they're fishing alone. They will call or text one of us and go, here's my float plan today. Yeah. I'm going to CH. There's nobody at the boat ramp. I'm by myself. I'll call you at 3 o'clock. And if they don't call me at 3 o'clock, I'm calling them. I'm like, where are you at? You yeah, know, are I you carry, in yet? Yeah, I carry a life raft now. I mean, I triple engine boat, we carry a life raft. You know, it's, it's funny. You have, you get married, you get a little older, and you have kids. And you get you, a little smarter. You, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like I, I was bulletproof. I had my 23 Mako back in the day with a single <clears throat> 225 Ocean Pro. I'd go blasting out there with – I wouldn't tell anybody I was going or where I was going. If it would be three to five, I wouldn't care. Shoot, I'm I'm so soft these days. I won't leave the dock if it's over ten knots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm spoiled too. I'm the same way. I get kind of pissy if it gets too rough. Well, you start you start thinking about uh, the other people in your life, and that's then, right. then that they need you, and that's right. You get a little smarter. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. We come back. We'll do a ring power cat tip of the week right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's time now for Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week. Go to ringpower.com to learn more. But at Ring Power, you have the youngest fleet in the industry, which makes it the most dependable and hardworking. And they have everything from light towers to aerial lifts to dozers, excavators, skid steers. They have everything at ringpower.com. This week's tip. Next week, we're going to have Hagen Christmas Outfitters. And it's going to be next Saturday from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. at Hagen Coastal Outfitters, Hagen Ace Hardware in Mandarin. We have Metro Diner bringing us breakfast with, uh, I think, biscuits and gravy and coffee. We're going to have all kinds of nettle sausage on the grill. Yep. Traeger cooking up food for the crowd. Yep. We're going to have huge giveaways every 15 minutes. And just drop your name in the bucket and do it once, not twice. And you can win something. If we catch somebody doing it twice, you are banned forever from any kind of Christmas show special. We just got to, you know, you got to put that out there. <laughs> no, you got to. Chris. Yeah, I was going to say, you hear that? Chris. Hey. Wait. Oh, I'm sorry. You're having trouble with your microphone. What? You must. Lester. Like, oh, what was that? <laughs> Leave, and, and if we call your name, you think you won. You got to be there. Yep. Bring your lawn chair. Lester wouldn't do that. Oh, Get Lester front row totally seat. would. Yep. 
Bring your lawn chair, bring your appetite, and they're going to have giveaways every 15 minutes. They got uh, 12 rod and reel combos to start the day out. Bull Bay rod, rainbow sandals, Olokai sandals, bio sunglasses, free fly outdoor gear and shirt, St. Croix rod, bog bag, Maui gym gift kit, uh. dowel rod and reel, reef sandals, Oakley sunglasses, steel blower worth 200 bucks, some Smith Optic sunglasses, a fishing trip. Donated from Six Mile Fishing Company, a Big Green Egg Mini Max, a Drift Floating Dock, a Crescent CK1, Dark Green Kayak, all free. Yeah, it's yeah. All, and you have to be there to win these items. And this is just the main list. There are at least that number of other giveaways yep. that I have not mentioned. They're giving away the farm, and that's your Ring Power mm-hmm. Cat Tip of the Week. Join us next Saturday at Hagen Ace Hardware in Mandarin for the and then they, they, we've always had a Christmas show. We we had, we're not doing it, so it's Hagen Christmas Outfitters. This is their event, yep. so come join us. Parking's right. going to be a uh, uh, tough, so get there early. And there's this parking in the back there. They got lots of parking. Yep. Yeah, and, the, parking. and there's Sunnies next door. You can mm-hmm. park in the Sunnies parking lot. They won't be open. Doors mm. will open at seven. Typically, mm. the store doesn't open up until later, but they are opening the doors at seven. And the first 200, 250 people, they have like however 200, 250 buckets mm. filled with swag. So you go in the store, you make a purchase, and you get a free bucket with swag. How and those will be? go until they run out. I mean, how bad is that? So Nothing. just just and just real quick, kudos to the staff. That's going to be working there because to have to come in that much earlier. That's correct. Man, uh, tip of the hat to them. Yep, Kevin and his uh, Kevin's a manager there, and uh, his staff there are are looking forward to it. And Clay and his staff at Hagen Coastal Outfitters. So looking forward to that. All right, let's go to the phone lines and bring up Wilbur this morning. Let's we'll talk a little redfish. Good morning, Wilbur. Wilbur. Good morning, guys. How morning. are you? Are you good? Last week, Gene Entrepreneur. Gene Unsner and I went down to knock the T paddle launch. And mm-hmm. Which is a great launch. Gene, Gene, oh, it the is. Dancing Even machine. with my kayak on a trailer and he is car top. Yeah, it's perfect. And we went into uh, this creek. You know, everybody nicknames it creek. And, and Kirk and uh, Jeff, you may relate to Carl Hardy, always nicknamed the creek, right? You never knew where in the hell he was. Oh, yeah. Good old Carl. Mm hmm. <laughs> I wonder how that he's br- doing. That brought a smile to my face. Yep. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So uh-huh. anyway, we get back in there, and we try one spot, and we get sort of in a bend, and uh, Gene's on one side, I'm on the other, and we're fishing about, oh, I don't know, 50, 60 feet apart, and we sat there, and we caught, Gene caught 22 redfish between 16 and, and, and 17 and a half inches, and I caught 23. Three mm. in the same size, and what our question is: How long does it take for them to grow to be legal fish? I can answer that. I knew you could. South Carolina Department of Natural Resources did a comprehensive study of the red drum, which it's, is the gospel. Yep, their yep. study was the gospel. It was good. It was really. I went up to the labs and actually visited the lab up there. Every state looks at that tour. study. Yep. And they said at that stage in their development, they grow an inch and a half per month. <coughs> They're voracious eaters. And well, I, it's incredible I, I, how fast they grow. I told Gene when we were fishing, I said, okay, so I'm going to guess if we come back here 
in March, they're all going to be keepers. Yeah, but they're going to leave. Yeah, but they're going to go somewhere else. Right? <laughs> I know, but <laughs> you know, I, I have never been, and, and hey, okay, so there were no keepers. I've never been on a bite of redfish and sat there. After one, after one, after one. That's it, awesome. How fun it, was that, though? That, that, that's a blast, man. I, I, I love it, it. It was incredible, you know? It's and am, um, It's amazing. I, I was just going to say not to cut you off, but it's amazing the mindset. My mindset so different than when – when I deal with taking my son fishing and all that, and and I used to, when I was younger, I used to want to kill it all, and now I don't. He he kind of wants to kill it all, but I'm like, nah, that was. Good. I mean, catching them and throwing them back is 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 is. I I don't really care about keeping them. I know you charter guys have to put some on the table, but I'll throw them back yeah, a lot of times. It's fun. It's oh fun. yeah, it's just fun catching them. I mean, they're, well, sure, they fight so well for their size, you know. Oh yeah, 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 and. Um... We we uh, and, and Kirk, I think you saw the picture that I posted on Facebook of I us did. out there in the kayaks, and we we have a ball. Well, that's what it's all about. It's about being in the outdoors. I mean, you got a heck of a rig too. Having right, fun. Thank you. You know, and and it's I always tell people it's not always about the killing, whether it's a deer or you're hog hunting or you're fishing. It, a lot of times, it's just the experience, the the camaraderie, and and just having fun. Enjoying it, you know. Oh yeah, exactly. Wilbur. Um, next Saturday when we are at Hagen, they my uh, my kayak came in, my oh, my new what one. What did you get? I'm I'm getting the Old Town Big Water 132. I think it is. Thirteen hmm. footer. Yeah, it's the thirteen footer, the big dog, and it's in it's in the uh, the marsh camo. Mm. Now it's a pedal. It's a pedal drive, yes, sir. Mm. And and your pedal drive is a, actually a propeller. Yes, it, that's correct. I think that's better than the ones that I see with um, like wings underneath it. Yeah, well, I think. Well, they, they, I will tell you this: there's a there's kind of a little bit of a debate there, and the wings or the flippers that you're mm-hmm. referring to mm-hmm. have the ability to uh, if you're like if you hit something underwater, they fold oh. up up against the hull. And they so they can go in a little bit more shallow water. Now is the propeller a little bit faster? Probably so, but you got to be careful. I will tell you when with because I have the the salty, which is a twelve footer now, which will become Taro's. That'll be my wife's. Right. I always carry extra prop and extra pins and everything in the boat because look, if you do hit something, then. You could break a prop. I did that at Guana for like one of the, I think, first launches ever there at Guana Lake. Yeah, yeah. I hit something leaving the launch point right there, and boom, there goes half the prop. But I will tell you, Wilbur, with only one prop, it actually did just fine. Wow. So, so but yeah. Is that three-bladed? No, it's it's a two-blade. So I was actually okay, okay. limping around on one blade or one and a, a quarter just blade. Enough. But uh, but yeah, I'm excited. It's it's in, and uh, they will have that on display next wow. Saturday. So I'm okay. fired up. Yeah, fired even up. Even though I have a trolling motor on the back of mine, I, and the front hatch is a spare prop and a wrench and a, a shear pin. Got it. Got to be prepared. Yes, sir. Yeah, you got it. No got doubt. It. That's it. All right, guys. I enjoy your show as All always. Right. Thank Good you, listening. Wilbur. See ya. See ya. All right, let's uh before we take a break, let's go talk to Tim. He's got a Fargo Bear incident to tell us oh about. Oh boy. Good morning, Tim. 
Hey, good morning, fellas. Sounds like you had a close encounter of the third kind. Yeah, yeah. Morning, Paul. I uh, really enjoy your tournament. <clears throat> I'm glad you uh, went to a dead bait. I think Billy Powell and I probably end up getting in that tournament now because Billy, he's not a fast wahoo troller. And uh, we really well, good. Enjoy. Thank you. Thank you for the kind words there. Uh, we look forward to seeing you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I talked to Billy this morning. And he's pretty fired up about it now. But uh, but yeah, we had a uh, had a uh, one of our members at Fargo, uh, Chip. Uh, big guy, just, you know, retired from the police department and, uh, he shot a big doe last night and went to get his stepson to come out and get it out of the woods. Well, we're down there off canal road, about halfway between canal road and the property line. He gets back over there and, uh, no deer. No way. Yeah. No deer. So now Um, you're, you're Fargo area, correct? Yeah. Yeah. He's at our, our, our camp. Oh, your camp. Okay, at okay, camp, okay. At the Huntley's. Yep. Yeah, double lung shot, you know, dead deer, no doubt. Um, so they get the, you know, it's, it's dark, you know, kind of cloudy, no stars. I mean, it's pitch black. And uh, he says they're looking down and they can see where something has drugged this deer off. And uh, so they get about, they get about 50, 75 yards, he said, is right next to the property line. And uh, here's this bear eating the deer. No way. Yeah, way. And so, you know, they're they're like Andy Griffith shaking their, their pistols looking, you know, like, oh my gosh, you know, and <laughs> so the bear the bear runs off and they end up getting the deer and uh he ate part of the shoulder out and uh and uh, so they got the deer back, got it cleaned and it's about a hundred pound deer, but uh within a matter of thirty, probably thirty minutes he said they were back there and that thing had drug it, you know, a hundred yards over toward the other property line. God. That's crazy. I've never heard. I've of never that. heard of that either. Never. That's a first. I, that's the picture I sent you of the deer there, Kirk. And yeah, I just showed it. it to Jeff. Yeah, the uh, he said he got they ate most of the one shoulder out before they you know got there, and that's uh, uh, said it was a it's a huge bear, but you know to pick up a hundred pound deer and run a hundred yards with it in a matter of thirty minutes, it was pretty pretty crazy. I mean, I know the coyotes up there. We'll get on it pretty quick, but uh, that must have freaked Chip now, out. Now, now, Tim, the, yeah. did the deer double long shot with uh, with a rifle? Yes, yes. Okay. Sir. What's interesting to me is that when we t- you, you hear the stories about these guys that are on like Kodiak Island and such, and they're deer <clears> hunting, <throat> and that these bears have almost come and become in tune, that gunshot means there's going to be a dead animal for them to consume, and they're attracted to the gunshots. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering, are maybe some of these bears around the Fargo area starting to realize what the gunshot means? Could be. Obviously, that's the case here. Yeah, he's already seen a bear this morning. He's up there hunting right now, and uh, he's seen one big bear. So uh, this morning, <clears throat> but um, but other than that, I mean, it's uh, he said it was pretty eerie, you know, watching a seeing the drag marks and all the blood and, and then when they got there you know the bear ran through the woods they heard him take off and left him a big pile of uh, bear dump you know next to the next to the uh, deer i know what you would if you pull if you like walk up to where the deer was dead at and you and see there's gone? been dra- it's been, you see drag marks you would be thinking somebody's stealing your deer like right. a person might be yeah you're not thinking, oh, a bear is dragging my deer away. No. You're not thinking that. I wouldn't have thought that. But you watch these shows, Tim and Kirk and Paul, where they, 
they literally, the hunters have learned that when they shoot deer in some of these locations out in the Northwest and uh, Canada, Alaska, et cetera, that they hurry to clean the animal and get out of there because they know that the gunshot is going to bring a bear in. That's crazy. Yeah, that's, that is crazy. That's a first. Like, like the sharks that follow your boat. Yeah. Yeah. Very similar. Yeah. That's a first. Anyway. Wow. Thanks for the story, Tim. Yeah, that's wild, Tim. I have to call. I have yeah, to like call he, him later on. Yeah, he's up there hunting now. But uh, Jeez. yeah, the yeah the safety tips on the boats and all that's great, man. You know, I know I call Kirk when I'm going out and let him know what I'm doing, and you know, the float plan is probably the most important thing. I've been teaching boating for 37 years for the school board, and uh, I've taught a lot of a lot of kids a bunch of stuff about uh, you know, boat safety and. I've got a lot of kids out there that are, you know, in their 30s and 40s. You know, Jonathan Moran works with a pilot station, and he's one of my one of my best friends, and and uh, he's a real safe boater also. And it all started when they were, you know, 17 and 18, and uh, that's when you got to kind of get to them and get them to take classes and things like that. But it's a, it's a great tip. <clears throat> and uh, Paul, I'm looking forward to being in the tournament with Billy, and uh, y'all have a great day. You have a great show. Got you always have good guests and. Uh, I seem to learn something, you know, every time I listen to this. Thank you, Tim. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate it, brother. All right, Thanks, All right, Tim. You, All right talk to you soon. All right. See All right take a break. Uh, Handy Randy and you, 904-641-1010, right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Coastal Equipment on New Kings Road. And in McClenny, your home of Kubota, Gravely Zero Turn Mower, Hot Seat Pressure Washers, all your steel power equipment. If you need any kind of equipment, that's the place to go, Coastal Equipment. They got a piece of equipment for every job you can possibly imagine. Hey, we're just talking during break about that bear thing. Can you? What do you think the bear did? The bear's on its way to a corn pile because he's been there before, or a feeder, whatever it is there. And then all of a sudden he gets there and... There's a dead deer. Big Mac. And, he, and, the, bear says, Big Mac. and the bear says, thank you, God. Thank you so much for this gift. <laughs> I mean, is that what happens, or does the bear get attracted from the gunshot and go, oh, yeah, dead deer? That's, that's a good question. I think you might be right. I think that might have been the instance. I just, in all the years I've hunted up there, I've never seen the bears act like that, ever. <clears throat> and it's not like we're shooting a lot. You know, how many bears have you seen this year while hunting Fargo? Because that's where you hunt. Four, four different times. Four different. How many times have you sat? Uh, let's see, including the other day, four, five, six, maybe ten times. Okay, so nearly half the time that you sat in the woods in Fargo, Georgia, you've seen black bears. Yes, that's pretty amazing. In three different places, from one end of the property, different bears. You reckon? Oh, absolutely. All different bears. I mean, one of them was a very, very young bear, like the one I took a video of mm-hmm. that I sent all you guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just you know, little little head, giant ears. Mm-hmm. You know, looked like he weighed 125, 150 pounds. Even though it's a big. Do you animal. guys bear hunt up there at all? Those guys bear hunt every year. For and the last did you get years. any this year? No. And they did everything right. I mean, Kyle got taught by Bill. Bill Oppenheimer right, right, taught right. Kyle how to hunt for bears. Yeah. So Kyle starts out immediately with the, the whole routine, you know. And they 
Hey, had him chummed up a little bit, and they all went up there and said, "And sat, then you got to pick him up." And Danny yep. and Kyle, and they didn't shoot nothing. That's Paul. You ever bear hunted? I've, I, I'm not much of a hunter. I was going to ask you though, what do you do with a bear if you do kill one? It's a great question. Uh, there are some people that actually eat bear, but I will tell you, it doesn't smell good. I oh. mean, seriously, when you when you clean a bear, it is. A very foul. The meat smells foul. It smells like a, a hog. It just it does. Musky smell. It doesn't smell good. Mm. And so a lot of people are basically it's the sport, the hide, the mount, whatever it is that you want. Right. And then some people do eat bear meat, but I can tell you, I would never eat a piece of bear meat. I wouldn't. I've tried it. I'd have to be starving <clears throat> to eat it. <clears throat> Mark Collins's wife years ago, way back when, she cooked a pot roast or roast for us and we cooked it and she's a good cook and i i couldn't eat it yeah it's I didn't just like it. it's just the smell it was just it was real tough and i don't know maybe we did venison. it wrong <laughs> venison i love venison. a different story Every, I mean, everybody I, loves venison oh man i mean i've had it venison. three times this week you know i mean it just I could eat I could eat venison nearly every day all right let's go to the phone lines let's bring up handy randy this morning more randy Hey, good morning. Merry Christmas to you guys. And to you. Yep, Merry Christmas to you too, Merry sir. Christmas, Randy. And and to our new Floridians. I understand there's a lot of people moving down this way. Oh, boy. And <laughs> if you have, you've stumbled across the station that can make you smile with songs. It can keep your food on your table with hunting and fishing. And it can teach you to cook and eat and all these kind of good things you can it's just like a survival channel for somebody that's not familiar with it mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah and you guys i have other plans next saturday but the hagen ace there in, in mandarin you guys are talking about you talk about top notch i mean that that place is like a supermarket in there it's, it's great and and how about this florida christmas weather we're having yeah buddy it's been unreal uh so a tip i've told you guys before but just for you know it's a strenuous time of year for people the most simple recipe in the world and i use on a green egg or in the oven is the texas peat chicken it it's so simple and so easy you know take your chicken if you want to marinate it a day ahead fine if not just put it on some form of garlic or garlic powder salt and pepper to taste bake it and even my wife don't even like hot stuff because you think hot sauce, you know, takes the speed as hot. It's not hot. It just flavors it a little. It's got a little tinge to it, but not much at all. But yeah. one of the most simple recipes in the world that really always comes out really good, one of our favorites. So I just mainly wanted to tell you guys a great show and Merry Christmas. Mostly in 2022, I'm looking for some very good things in our country to be coming around. I hope you're God right. willing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, so. I'm praying so. it will too, brother. God willing. All right. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, right, Randy. You too, Randy. Uh, cr- cr- well, let's take a break, and then we'll we'll get Lester on the other side, and yeah, then also Lester. we'll do a Kirby Co. Inc. cooking tip of the week right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Don't forget, if you got a trailer and you're looking to clean up the yard for the holidays because you got, what, what was the uh, 
got the family coming over. You yeah, what was the name spaces. of the family from Christmas Vacation? What was the guy's name that had the RV? Oh, gosh. Oh, that was that was Eddie. Eddie. Cousin yeah. Eddie. Your cousin Eddie's cousin coming. Eddie's coming over with his RV. With his Merry RV. Merry Christmas. Clark, Clark, full. Clark need to get you don't the trailer. mind if I dump this right here, do you? <laughs> need to get the trailer out of the way so he can pull his RV up in the yard. Okay, all you got to do is call Stack M Storage. Just go to the homepage of Outdoor Show. Go to Outdoor Show. Two S's back-to-back, by the way. Go to the homepage of OutdoorShow.com. Click on the link at the bottom of the page, Stack M Storage, and it'll take you right to their website. And they'll come pick up the trailer for you. And uh, take it off, and you'll be good to go. Hey, uh, uh, Clark, uh, I was wondering if uh, I could fumigate this chair. It's uh, just a fine, fine piece of furniture. You don't mind me asking, how much you pay for this? I sound like you got it memorized, Chris. That's pretty funny. <laughs> My favorite Christmas movie, aside from uh, aside from the you know Bruce Willis. Oh Lord! Hey, a uh, little bit of sad news. Yeah. That happened uh, yesterday. There was a, a great friend of a lot of people in different communities. One, I would say, in the medical community. Yeah. Also in the Jaguars family, and also in the fishing community, and Doctor Stephen Lucy who was one of the founding partners of the Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute, was the first Jaguars orthopedic doctor, passed away yesterday. And great guy, heck of a kingfisherman. Heck of a fisherman. Heck Heck of of a a fisherman fisherman overall. Period. Great guy. Yeah. And And he was a great guy. Great guy. I mean, great guy. Salt of the earth. Operated on me. Yeah, uh, fixed uh, fixed one of my knees, and we lost him yesterday. He he passed away, and uh, what a shame! I know that he had uh, just recently retired in the fall, and I think that uh, cancer may have gotten the best of him, and uh, uh, certainly a, a big loss in the community. So thoughts and prayers go out to the family, and obviously a lot of the friends that uh, that Doctor Lucy had because he had many. Yes, Absolutely, I don't Super think he had guy. many enemies. No. That's for sure, and, and he was he was a he was a good fisherman who uh, always supported me and uh, was always very complimentary of, of, of what we did, and I and it meant a lot coming from a, a man like that. So we'll miss Doctor Lucy for yep. sure. Good dude, good dude. All right, uh, let's go to the phone lines and bring up Lester this morning. Lester, how you doing? How you doing, my brother? Morning. Morning, Paul. Kurt. Good morning, Good morning, buddy. Lester. How are you? Good, Good morning. morning. Good morning, morning. You're not uh, hunting this morning? No, I'm sitting He's a lazy bum. Way. Got up too late. Have you been uh, banned I, I from the hunt camp? <laughs> <laughs> no. Did you, uh, Jeff, did you see that hat? I did. It was not. Lester got it. First of all, he had a, a picture of two hats on the bow of a boat. One of them's the outdoor show, and the other one is Bream Life, like Brim Life. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's made out of cork. Uh, T-Bone gave it to me when I was over there hunting. Made out of cork? Yeah, it's made out of cork. That's what I told you on the... Well, you didn't tell me it was made of cork. Yeah, it's made out of cork. Oh, so that's like Uh, real... I thought it was like like imitation cork, not real cork. No, it's real cork. Oh, that's good. The hat will float if you lose it off your head going down the river. It's going to float. Yeah, but boy, you're talking about comfortable... Man, it's like it's like wearing a uh, a nice expensive glove <laughs> on your head or something. But uh, 
Uh, I just wanted to give Kurt a shout out. Uh, I had something last Sunday was very, very strange. Uh, you know, the sheep had been tearing it up. And I called Kurt Saturday. Uh, Marshall wanted to go with me. And I said, where are they at? Kurt told me a spot. And uh, I I tried something different. I went to, to the South Jetty on the inside, right there close to uh, where we had talked about Kurt that I might go. Right. And, uh, buddy, I mean, from the, I burned up four dozen shrimp in two hours. Nice. I mean, brother, and Mark, I, I never lied so hard in my life. She kept short hooking them. And that lead head had come flying out of the water, man. She finally gave up, said, I'll just net for you. <laughs> oh, cool. It, it was hilarious. You wouldn't hook, but, uh, the, hook the fish and hand her the rod, though? Yes, I did. Okay. And, uh, All right. Marsha's Marsha's not like she likes to catch her own. She yeah. did it twice and said no. She was so mad and sheephead. She was telling me she'd never go again. Sheephead fishing. <laughs> it was hilarious. But uh, she did she did catch her a little buzz though, on her uh, on her uh, drink she was drinking. So she had a good time. Oh good, good. <laughs> but uh, where's Kevin? He is visiting his daughter for a little. Uh... Before Christmas gathering, because they're not wouldn't be able to see her, I guess for Christmas. So yeah, she's going to be deployed for some. Kind yeah, of she's going to be uh, be gone for a while. So they ended up uh, driving up Tennessee, I guess mm-hmm. Tennessee somewhere to meet her. Meeting her halfway. Yep. Boy, they picked oh, man, rough weather awesome. to go into too. That's awesome. Uh, Big Ed will be here the twenty first. He's out on an aircraft carrier getting ready for his cruise in March. They're doing a two week. Thing, you know where they took the helicopters there that he does electronics on and right he said dad <clears throat> he's a thrill seeker jeff he loves uh bungee jumping uh that swing shot anything to get a thrill and uh he texted me when he got back they did a pre-flight and then come back to uh, their their uh airstrip right and he was dad he said i've never in my life been so tightened up as trying to land that helicopter on that on that aircraft carrier with that thing going as about eight ten foot seas. It's been about three months ago, mm. and uh, he said I ain't never done. It. He goes, it was fun. He goes, but man, the scariest thing I ever done in my life. Mm. But uh, that uh, that was great. That was uh, a thrill for him. Yeah, it'll be home for Christmas, huh? Yeah, he's gonna be here for Christmas. He's going with me to hunt the the. Uh, the big rut, you know, would start. It should start next week. Nice. Uh, you know, the little bucks have been checked. You know what was weird? Uh, I watched that thing that uh, that uh, Scotty sent. You know about deer, deer coming and heat and all about. Uh, it was very, very good. But one thing that happens over there, we, I mean, since I've been growing up, is it'll be cold and the young bucks will start, and the instant it warms up. You know, like we have right here, it you know it's been warm over there for the last week and a half. The next day, I mean, everybody quit seeing bucks take uh, bumping does. You know, the small bucks. I mean, they just shut off just like that. Now the does weren't in heat, but you know the young bucks are going crazy. But uh, they stopped on a dime. Have you seen that at your place, Jeff? Yep. Look, didn't Isn't I didn't see a deer tough? this week? Well, I didn't see a deer close by. I'll tell you that. It's it's crazy, you know. The guy didn't talk about that. What was interesting he talked about was the do- the double, the uh, the double 
uh, does going in estrus is the uh, you, the good part is the young yearling does if they reach the seven month mark, the the older does will bring them in on the next cycle. So you'll have a two rut. Yeah, day. well, I, you know, I've always heard that, but I've never really seen that. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, I don't know why, but I can tell you this week it was. Uh, yeah, I saw two deer, and they were three hundred and forty-two yards away because I ranged them. I never saw a deer, and that I was that was it. And then uh, Brad yeah, didn't either. Very quiet. So anyway, Lester, appreciate it. We got to roll. Hey, man. Thank God you, man. Good to talk to y'all. See you. See you. See, see you next Saturday. And uh, Kirk, before we take a break, we got to do a Kirby Co Builders cooking tip of the week, and Kirby Co Builders. Is and you first of all before I get to that I want you to go ahead and explain the the cooking tip because you've come up with a little invention here and it's a pizza in a muffin pan. Yeah, I I saw somebody do this and I was like, man, I got to look into this. And I was like, that sounds like a genius idea. And so it's really simple because a lot of the stuff's pre-made. Like if you go to Publix, you can get the pizza dough already pre-made. It's already proofed. All you got to do is buy it. They they sell the pizza sauce. It's already pre-made. Um, and so all you need is a muffin pan. You need the dough from Publix. You need the, they uh, have pizza dough in like have, one of those little sleeves. you nope. You just go over to the bread, uh, the, uh, where the bread counter is. Yeah. And they, they make it there and they proof it and then they sell it in the balls in a cooler. So they raw, do raw dough. Yeah. Raw, raw dough. dough. They yep. do it Publix. I didn't know they did oh, heck that. Yeah. Yep. Pizza dough. Yep. Pizza do they dough. sell bread dough and everything other kind of dough or is it just pizza? Just dough? pizza dough. Okay. So you buy that pizza dough, then you buy the pizza sauce. Um, you can use pepperoni. I've you you know I thought about using venison sausage. Um, you could use um, a variety of other things, bacon or whatever. And then you need mozzarella cheese. Bacon's always good. Um, a little bit of olive oil and basically just a coffee mug or something that you can make a circle with. And all you're gonna do is just take the pizza dough, throw it on your cutting board, put a little flour on there first. Because the, the dough will stick to the surface of the cutting board or wherever you're rolling it out. And just take a roller and roll it out flat and then take that coffee cup and cut like a biscuit circle. You know, take a paring knife and mm -hmm. cut it in a circle. Take a little bit of uh, olive oil and put it down in the muffin pan so that the, the dough doesn't stick. And shove the circles down in there. And all you do is you drop the, uh, um, the pizza sauce in there first. And if you want something for a little twist, I thought, well, why not Why not use barbecue sauce and make barbecue chicken pizza, too? You could. You could. Yeah, you could. So you put the sauce in first. By the, way, by the way, if you had to take your – and this is a good question for everybody. If you guys had to buy store-bought um, sauce mm -hmm. for pizza or for chicken parmesan, which one you buying? I don't know. They make a Publix brand, and I bought that. It was fine. Have you guys ever had Rayo's? R A O apostrophe S. I, I no. never have. Nope. Awesome. I've, I've had ragu that makes the Aye, ragu sauce, and ragu. that was a pizza sauce, and it wasn't bad. Yeah, but Rayo's. I'm just telling. Just a little tip there. Rayo's. Rayo's. R A O. Okay. Apostrophe S. Excellent uh, marinara sauce for in a bottle. But this is kind of simple. I mean, you put the sauce in, add a generous portion of cheese, add a like desired it. portion of pepperoni or sausage, whatever you want to do. You bake it at 325 for about 15 minutes. It depends on what you're using, whether gas or electric, and just keep an eye on it so you don't burn it, and then you serve it. I like it. And I mean, it's just a, your own little personal And if you pizza. got kids, oh, that's a it. home run. Oh, 
Yeah, little mini go. pizzas to kids. It's like, oh man, that's awesome. Oh, if you got a football what's, game. What's or better something? than pizza? A pizza muffin. A pizza muffin. Pizza muffin. That's your Kirby Co. Builders Inc. cooking tip of the week. Kirby Co. Builders, industry leader and proven provider of framing, drywall, interior, and extra finishing on both commercial and residential products. Go to KirbyCoBuilders.com to learn more. All right, so let's take a break. We come back. We're going to talk to Chris and is that Foy? Foy. Okay, we'll talk to both of them. Their thoughts. Right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Well, let's get right to the phone lines and right talk to, to Foy. He's got some bear thoughts for Four us thoughts. this morning. Good morning, Foy. Hey, how are you doing, guys? Good, thank you. Good. Um, first of all, um, thank you for announcing about Lucy. Um, you know, he, he got my knee in 84, so. Um, best to him and his family, but yes, sir. Yep. my, my thing about the bear was, um, if you own a dog or a cat and you open the can of cat food or you wrestle the bag of Purina, you know, dog food, I guarantee you your cat or your dog is going to be at your feet in a second. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So a, a bear is no, is probably smarter than most dogs and most cats. Um, and Yogi's you know, so, smarter than your average bear. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, just just understand that, that, you know, they're in the wild. They're they're figuring out a way to make a living and um they'll 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 find you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Find food. There's no there's doubt. plenty of food on food. At our place there's so much food out there. The acorn crop this year, the mass crop. Going? It's the most unbelievable yeah. one I've ever seen in twenty eight plus years of hunting up there. They like a little protein every now and again, too. Yeah, that doesn't hurt. <laughs> well, thank you for it. All right, let's go talk to Chris this morning. Morning, Chris. Chris, Chris, are you? Morning, fellas. How y'all doing? There he is. Hey, man. Morning. Y'all doing all right? Doing, doing great. I uh, just heard about Dr. You know, just heard y'all talking about Dr. Lucy. What a loss for the fishing community. And, and you know, I never had a surgery done by him, but. Just a hell of a nice guy. Yeah, super guy. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Yep. Yep. No, I just uh, been hunting all over, and uh, well, not all over, but went, went on a few trips and uh, hadn't got to talk to y'all in a while. And, and I heard Paul on there this morning and just got signed up for the, for the shootout yesterday. Uh, come up on my phone and went ahead and signed up for it. Looking, looking forward to that. Nice. Yep. Have y'all had much luck in, in the hunting woods? Um, I've, I've seen some critters. I just, I haven't pulled a bow back yet. I've been watching. I'm kind of, yeah. I don't know. I've been really picky this year. I don't know why, but I have been very picky. Probably don't want to clean them, Kirk. No, I don't. It's, it's so funny. I end up cleaning everybody else's deer when they come in. Mm. It's like, Hey right. man, I, I, I get to do that a lot for some reason. Yeah. And I don't have a problem. Yeah, I do. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you learn something every time you do it or you try to. I yeah, I'm, I'm trying to teach my son. Yeah. To, to, how, to, how old's Dylan? He's 21. I mean, he's, you know. It's it, time. He's done it before, but he just, you know, you got to give him a refresher course so that yeah. he, he does a little bit better. I, I got I to teach two, Chris. I've got to teach my brother-in-law. And your daughter. And I got to, no, so I'm not, she's a little young yet. Um, teach my brother-in-law because he needs to start cleaning his own deer. Maybe then he won't <laughs> shoot so many. Uh, there you go. And, and uh, Dylan, <laughs> just so that uh, Dad can sit back and just watch a little bit. 
I've, yeah. I've heard that routine. Hey, I really don't know how to do this. I'm going to show you. Mm-hmm. And yep. then you can yep. do it. Well, what's cool is, that, is when when they get it, to sit back and watch your kids kids do it. You know, Jake and Christina has been skinning their deer for – Christina was helping when she was seven, eight years old helping Jake. So Yeah, and see, I had Dylan doing cool the same deal. thing, Chris, you know, at seven, eight years old. But it's different when you just say, here's the knife. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And then you don't yeah. say a word. And then they get the well, deer in the headlights look, you know. Yeah. It's like, uh, <laughs> where do I start at the ankles? Yeah. You know, yep. yeah, where do I, where do I do? Do I do this? I can't quite, you know, yeah, no, I'm not saying anything. You figure it out. Yep. Yep. Well, I, that's what I did. I just, I said, y'all skin the deer. I'm going to make breakfast. And they, they figure, I mean, they, they skinned it. What they did a great job skinning and all that. But when it comes <laughs> time to gutting it, I, I kind of jumped in and tried to help a little bit. Yeah. I actually quit doing uh, that. I don't do that anymore. Just go in and get the tenderloins. Yeah. Um, I don't, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't gut them anymore. I just, it makes it so much easier and cleaner. At least for me, it does. I like hanging them though. If I can hang them overnight, get, get the, uh, the animal heat out of them yeah. and it's going to be cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll go ahead and gut them and let them hang overnight and it, it knocks a lot of that heat out of them. Yeah. Nope. I agree with but, that now. Yeah. Yeah. If you right, can hang we gotta, one Chris, out. we got to run. We got to do a weather and the tides. Yes, sir. Y'all and, take care. Uh, and uh, by the way, call in next week. Are you going to join us? Are you going to come firsthand uh, at, uh, at Hagen Ace next Saturday? I've never been to, to one of the – is this a the Christmas party? Yeah. Yeah, they're, have, they're putting it on one. for us, man. They're doing their Christmas show. <clears throat> oh, wow. Um, never been to one, but I, I will. if I'm in town, I'll, I'll definitely try to try to come out. All right, come join us. Thank you, man. Appreciate Merry Christmas, Chris. All right. Thank you. Merry Christmas. All right, Merry Christmas. Let's do a weather report brought to you by the Bearded Pig. And uh, just we'll do a quick one here, and we'll do a, an inshore weather report because we talked about what the conditions are going to be. But as far as the weather and temperatures today, they're looking at a, we're looking at a high of 80. And then tonight, 66. Unreal. Tomorrow, the high is only 69, and that carries on through Monday. And then a little bit of a warming trend as we move through the week on Wednesday, 74, Thursday, 77, Friday, 78. That's crazy. Wintertime temperatures in the mid to high 70s as we're going to be moving towards the middle part of this week. And a Tides report brought to you by Angie Subs, the finest sub shop in Jacksonville. And the Tides for today, let me. Well, low tide at Jack's Beach is 7.59 a.m. this morning. And then a high tide at 2.03 p.m. this afternoon. It's a five point, looks like a 5.1, pretty pretty moderate. We're going into about a half moon right now. So. Uh, tide speed's pretty low. Um, it it should be a, a good couple of days to go fishing with this weather. And uh, Paul, <clears throat> for the Wahoo Shootout, again, you got a website you can send yeah, people to? Yeah, wahooshootout.com. And, again, the early entry uh, fee ends December 31st. So get signed up by December 31st and save yourself some money. Um, fishing's good already. Fishing should do nothing but get better. A little cold weather would help, like we mentioned earlier, but uh, – you know, there's there's a lot of wahoo around. There's some nice fish caught uh, caught last week in the Jacksonville Blue Water Club's wahoo tournament, and uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a good year. Hopefully, all right. The uh, the old school kingfish shootout that's coming up in the summertime, and yeah. you, and then you you mentioned just one little maybe change to that. Yeah, we're, we're our intent right now is to go back to one day. Last year we did a. Uh, uh, Friday or Saturday, we we think the head-to-head competition it's it's easier for everybody and it, it creates less confusion. So we're going to try to just do it one day. The second 
second Saturday of June. I'm not exactly sure the exact date. I, it's the 10th or 11th or somewhere along those. I think it's the 11th. Um, I think that would be fine. Um, but same, everything's going to be the same. Uh, we're, we're excited about that. And uh, the, the old school Kingfish tournament has turned into – uh, my favorite. Uh, it's hugely it, popular it, it, and for great reason. It, it's 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 awesome. So. June eleventh. Yes. Write write it yes. down on your calendar. Yeah. That's the date. That's and, the second and, Saturday. And moving forward, uh, our intent is to have it the second Saturday of June every every year moving forward. So oldschoolkingfish.com for that one. Registration's not open quite yet, but it will be soon. And uh, I just appreciate everybody's support over the years with our tournaments. It's. Uh, it's uh, it's greatly appreciated. Well, you do got you guys do a great job, and thanks for sitting in with us today. Yeah, we appreciate it. Anytime, guys. Anytime, I thanks appreciate for the gift. Oh no, yeah, problem. Yeah. That. very nice of you. Yeah. Merry Christmas, and to uh, us. looking forward to seeing everybody next Saturday Woo-hoo. at Hagen Coastal Outfitters. It's Hagen Christmas Outfitters for a day next Saturday, seven to ten. We will have the radio show. We will all be there. Yes, we lots will. of free giveaways, lots of food. Bring a lawn chair. And uh, bring a smile yeah. and some Christmas cheer. Do I have to bring a smile? Yes. Come on, for sit. Gosh and, darn it. And you can dye your beard gray and you can play the role of Santa Claus. Oh, next Saturday. Oh, I see a little oh. salt and pepper in that thing now anyway. Oh, and as usual, oh, the oh. Nimnik Outdoor Show is brought to you by Steenhatchee River Club, Angie Sub, Strike Zone, Tire Outlet, Kirby Cove Builders, Whalen Bay Marine, Shimano, CNH Marine Construction, Atlantic Coast Marine Consignment Boat Sales, LV Hires, Inc., Hagen Coastal Outfitter, Shark Coatings, Handyman Travis, Coastal Equipment, Big Pen Heating and Cooling, Claw Nolan Cadillac, The Bearded Pig, Ring Power and the Cat Rental Store, Stack M Storage, and of course the Nimnick family of dealerships, Yukon GMC on Phillips Highway, and Chevrolet on Cassett. And we will see everybody live next week at Hagen Ace Hardware or Hagen Coastal Outfitters in Mandarin. Mandarin on San Jose Boulevard. We'll see you all then. See ya! See you.